Konbawa. Hi, everybody. I am Jack. I just wanted to take a minute to introduce Terrorist Out. So Terrorist Out is a podcast about a show about six strangers living together, and we observe how they interact. All that they've prepared is a beautiful home and automobiles. And all that we've prepared is a couple of microphones, opinionated friends, and an hour of our time. There's absolutely no script at all. We are watching and reviewing, and we absolutely hope you love the show, follow along, and enjoy. I'm Michelle. And I'm Caitlin. And we're ready to get terraced out. Woohoo! Oh, we're back seven. at seven. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week since we last recorded. So we're going to get right into it because that's what you're here for. You're not here to listen about what happened to us this week. You're here to listen to what happened in Terrace House. So that's why we're here. Yeah. What happened in Terrace House? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So. In episode six, last last episode, Corey revealed she was interested in Shohei. For the first time, we find out where she stands in the land of the boys of Terra. Finally. Finally. Out of nowhere, we find out both Risako and Haruka are both interested in Kenny, which until this point, we thought they were both interested in Ruka. So, <laughs> number now one. The tables shocker, have turned. <laughs> uh, they don't like Ruka. They like Kenny. And number two, Shocker. <laughs> But they still like the same boy, so it doesn't really help that one of them switched. So, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Yamachan says that I thought Kenny would remain unpopular because they thought he was boring, which I, I mean, I thought that's what I thought would happen too. <laughs> Risako says I feel most comfortable with Kenny when it comes to discussing my future, which mm, we all know this means that she likes him because she feels like. She wants to open up about her life to people that she like likes. And to her, that is like a sign that she likes someone. Haruka says that since I hadn't talked to him much before, I'm enjoying getting to know him now. We also know that she finds Kenny the most physically attractive in the house. Risiko asks Kenny on a lunch date in the, at the dining table in the house while Haruka leaves for a moment. And they make plans to go to a cafe. Haruka said that she felt awkward asking out Kenny with Risiko around. So Kaori and Haruka go up to the roof where the boys and Risiko are hanging out. So Haruka can ask Kenny out and Kaori pulls Risiko inside to grab drinks with her in the kitchen. Haruka asks for water, by the way. (laughs) So Haruka can, can ask Kenny out without Risiko around. Yamachan refers to this as, quote, the horror scene. (laughs) (laughs) and the panelists all agree that this choice was very questionable i can't remember who said it i think it was they all said that it wasn't a good look haruka and kenny make plans to go to a live show on the 20th in the end the three in the love triangle haruka risako and kenny were left on the roof 
as the episode came to a close. A lot of drama happened this week of last week, last week of dra- drama happened last week. I think I was about to say a lot, of, a lot of drama happened this week, which it does. And I feel like it's just going to happen. <laughs> Don't lot- get ahead of yourself couple weeks mm-hmm. so yeah not so much like a freudian slip just like you know it happened last week it mm-hmm. happened this week it's gonna happen every week it's kind of yeah i'm like i just watched the most recent episode this week i know i can't stop you guys it's an addiction and i literally was texting caitlin last night and i was just <laughs> like i am so shook like y'all it was episode 36 we're not going to be talking about this for 30 more episodes and I cannot deal with the fact that we're not talking about this for 30 more episodes. I wish I could talk about it with you. Like, I really do. (sighs) Jesse, Jesse the reader from episode six, he has not yet watched this episode and he is the only person I know that watches it in real time with me and I can't handle it because he hasn't seen it yet and I'm just like I'm really excited for the conversation that we'll have on that episode I'm pretty sure that Jesse will want to be on that episode too because he has requested to be on part basically all of part three anyway but I just I I really need to discuss this episode you're suffering in silence (laughs) until you can discuss it it's just tough guys (laughs) it's just a lot of drama man like it's crazy because i'm also watching love island uk right now on hulu and like those shows are kind of like the bachelor and the circle and love is blind where they have dates and like they have these like events that they do and like there is producer involvement and i like that too like i like those shows but there's just something about this show where it's like I was watching the newest episode episode of Terrace House and I kid you not I wish someone could like film me while I watch this because I literally <laughs> was reaction. like I was like coward I'm I'm I was laying on my couch with like my back to the wall and I was like my entire body was like shrunk into the corner of my couch and I was like my back was up against the wall and then my my both of my hands were shielding my eyes like there was sun beaming in them or something like you know how you shield your eyes Uh like like brackets almost like to cover eyes like that because I feel I felt like I couldn't watch the screen because it was just like too painful and I was like (laughs) but I couldn't stop watching and I was like oh my god like someone should be taping this I was like someone should be filming me reacting to this scene like, oh. I don't understand like I have like a physical reaction I wish I could have seen you I really do I wish I could have seen your like, reaction I feel like episode 36 Caitlin we're gonna have to like set up you're gonna have to set up like your YouTube video like your YouTube <laughs> camera and you're gonna have uh-huh. to self you're gonna have to film a reaction oh because gosh. honestly, Caitlin, like I, we're gonna have to put it on the Instagram. Like, I might have to. Honestly, after hearing intense. your reaction, I, <laughs> I can't intense. wait to see it. Oh my god. Anyway, I got way ahead of myself. You guys, like, I seriously, like, I cannot. If that doesn't make you excited to like watch to episode thirty six of Terrace House Tokyo, like, I, I can't even. Like, <sighs> it feels like we're so far away though. I need to like take a deep breath. Like, <laughs> get back to episode seven. Like, oh, honestly, like, oh man, I'm so <laughs> excited. Like, oh, it's nutballs. Anyway, 
getting well, back to it. We're literally like we're in recap mode. So the tag team. Yeah, will the tag team between Kaori and Haruka become even more obvious? Will Ruka catch a clue that both girls actually like Kenny? Probably not, because we find out that Ruka was away for most of this episode. But I'm getting ahead of myself. But let's let's find out. We will find out, though. I'm I'm telling you now that that Ruka Ruka is in Hokkaido. <laughs> so <laughs> he does make an appearance at the end of the episode and drops a bombshell. Yeah. So you gotta listen till the end of this episode to find out what that bombshell was unless you already watched the episode and then you have to like listen till the end of the episode until you can discuss what we think about it or hear what we think about it. I don't know. I can't talk. So yeah, we're gonna start with our our two our two friends. Little 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 friends, Kenny and Rizuko. We left them on the roof with Haruka and, and Haruka was there for a little bit, but she immediately kinda drops off. And goes to bed. And so basically Kenny and Risiko are like, they have a little talk and they both like decide they're going to like stay up longer and like so they can hang out. And Kenny asks Risiko if she thinks that Haruka is interested in anyone romantically right now. He says that from his point of view, she's been keen on Ruka ever since they met. And she said he's cute like during their date and... And by this, I mean Haruka and Kenny's date. Like, she brought him up. And mm-hmm. so he says that, like, he thinks that Haruka is the hardest to read in the house. And he has no idea what's going on in the depths of her heart is kind of what he said. He said verbatim, quote, I wonder what she's thinking. Maybe she doesn't even like anyone. And Nisiko responds, according to our converse- conversation from the other day, it seems like she does have feelings here and there. She does have feelings, guys. She's not a nice queen. Um, it's not really my place to divulge who she's been expressing interest in from my mouth. What a good answer. Which is a very good answer. Yeah, it was a very, um, very good answer, I thought. Yeah. But she does, which I think, okay, it was a very wonderful answer with a clarifier that said, but Haruka has a tendency to become interested in the <laughs> I'm friendly with. Yes. Or people I express interest in. Uh-huh. The people who pop into our heads is the same for Haruka and I. Our interests overlap a lot. And I think our tastes are actually the most similar. Hint, hint. Kenny, Kenny. So, like, I have a question about that. But anyway, K- Kenny, Kenny agrees and that it's not for for Risiko to say but do you think she actually didn't say anything because like she says like well it's not for me to say but it was like, we, like the same person yeah she was like, beating around the bush yeah and She's, you know it could be Ruka like Kenny may not know you know like they but then at that point like if she ever tells him like I like yeah. you then she's basically saying that she likes him yeah, too. She likes you know what I mean? too. Like she's trying to like act all. I don't know. I, I feel like this is like, that was such a good answer, but it was a good answer because she said that. I feel like it would have been a good answer if she said that and didn't say like, but we like the same mm-hmm. person. Like, well, like Kenny, I don't know. He doesn't fully listen. I honestly don't think he's going to remember that part of the conversation. We won't. You're right. <laughs> I think I honestly, like, I think the part that Kenny will remember is, Oh no, it's not really my place to divulge, but she likes someone. Like I honestly don't think he, <laughs> he would have gotten those hints. What he said was, "You're right. Like it isn't your place to say. Yeah. Like I like that." Yeah, I think that was all, probably the only part he probably paid attention to. I feel like that's who he is too. Like he hears what he wants to hear, and then he 
doesn't listen to what he doesn't want to hear. Yeah. Like, even if he did, like, you know, think about what she had said, I doubt he really would remember it. Like, I think... (laughs) I honestly, like, I think it was hinted, like, hinted well enough to where I think it'll go in one ear and out the other, in my opinion. So funny. I love that. Uh, (laughs) Okay, Risiko then says, like, haven't you gone out the most one-on-one with her? Did you even go out with Corey? And he's, like, all shocked. And he's like, what? Yeah. Like, we checked out T-shirts and had lunch afterwards. Like, kind of defensive. Mm-hmm. And, she, and Risiko, as soon as she says that, she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. You did. And then she's like, but I haven't gone but I haven't gone anywhere with you is kind of, like, the conversation. He's, oh, he says, but I haven't gone anywhere with you. And Risiko goes, kanashi, which is, like, sad. Mm. And she's like, oh, sad. And then he says to Risiko, like, he kind of minimizes his contact with Haruka. And he's like, well, I've only been to one concert with her. And we grabbed food after. Kind of playing it down a little bit. And Risiko goes, but the guitar lesson. And then he's like, what? (laughs) Like, he didn't (laughs) think about that. Forgot about it already. And he's like, oh, what? Uh, And then when he goes, and then, like, and then he kind of discusses, like, him and Haruka. He brings up his date with Haruka. But then when he goes... When Haruka and I went on our date, well, the concert, and he, like, minimizes it again, where he, like, minimize he downgrades his, quote, date from mm-hmm. a date to, like, he, like, go- walks it back, and he's like, well, the concert. Yeah. So, I thought that was interesting. More, like, friendly hangout, and yeah. the way that he's playing yeah. it. And then, he basically says that he used to think that Haruka was set in her ways, and that he was set in his ways like when they went on their date like it only been a half half a month since they entered the house so they basically had never really talked that much and his thoughts about Haruka were like wow this person's really true to herself and she knows who she is as a person which I think is very fair because I think that's our also our assessment of her mm-hmm. and then Kenny says that he tends to want to lead in a relationship as well but Haruka marches to the and like and Haruka marches to the beat of her own drum and they each have have their own set ways that they like to do things. Yeah. The term he used in Japanese was seikai ga aru hito, which he said like Haruka was jibun no seikai ga aru hito, which means like she has her own truths, like someone who has her own truths. Yeah. And she knows what they are about herself. Yeah, true. Exactly. Like she's very self-aware mm-hmm. is kind of what he's saying. Which I I mean true, but like I don't know if that's like entirely true. Like I think she I think she I think she speaks the truth in the in the sense of like as much as she knows it to be true. Yeah. I think there are certain things about herself that she isn't necessarily aware of right now in this moment yet mm-hmm. that I think cuz she does grow grow a lot. So, yeah, so she's more that she'll learn, more truth yeah, that she'll Yeah, because I do think there uncover. are things like that they all could benefit and grow from in this house at the moment. So, yeah. But I think that's true. Like, she's very set in her ways. So mm-hmm. I think that's a very good assessment. And I really like that he says that. Like, someone who has their own truths and, like, is aware of them, which I think is a very, like, great way to put it. Mm-hmm. And he says, and then his his kind of example of this is kind of like how I have my favorite coffee and she has hers. So I thought we would clash. By that, like, that's kind of like an oversimplification of how he described it. He was like, well, I have the, my favorite kind of beans and, like, I have my specific way of, like, 
roasting them and like you know grinding them and you know making coffee out of them like I have a specific way I like to make my own coffee and he's like and it's like she has her own way of making her own coffee Mm -hmm. that she thinks is the best way to drink coffee and I think my way is the best way to enjoy coffee for me Mm -hmm. he's like I thought that our specific ways would clash and they wouldn't mesh well together And then he goes, but living here, I get to see everyone's charm from up close. And then he goes, and he's he's talking in context of Haruka when he says this. So then he also says, he adds, with you and with Kaori as well. So he includes both the girls in the house. And he says, so the feeling that I had during that date, that Haruka and I might not mesh well together originally has dissipated. And now I feel like, I don't feel that way. So he kind of tells her, like, it's very mixed. Like, I feel like that's a huge mixed message. Well, yeah, especially because Kenny kind of talked about what he kind of wants in a partner. Right. Someone who's not in the spotlight, someone who isn't, you know, too headstrong. And right. I, I think he would clash with Haruka, like, if they were to take it more seriously. Right. And it's true. I think what he's saying is true. Like, I feel like the more you get to know someone and the more you, like, like someone or, like, the more if you live with someone, you will mm-hmm. see, like, the good parts of them because yeah. she's a good person and she seems really nice. And, like, even if you don't work well together romantically, like, you'll find things that you admire in that other person. Mm-hmm. So, like, then you're going to question yourself, like, oh, was I too hasty in my decision because Mm -hmm. she's really nice and I've grown to really care about her as a person. It's like what separates you caring about someone versus someone you can potentially see as like a life partner. Yeah, because you can still like someone, be friends, or still admire someone, but still realize like, ah, we wouldn't really work together. Right, in that way. Yeah. Wow, I just had a huge deja vu. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where the more you got to know someone, your initial opinion of them changed to where it made you question your original impression or judgment of someone? Like, that's kind of what it made me, mm-hmm. like, think this whole situation. Because yeah. I know in the past we've talked about whether or not, you know, you are someone who, like, I know as someone who, because we talked about, like, love at first sight versus lost at first sight versus, like, friends mm-hmm. to lovers or, like, enemies to lovers. Like, just anything. Yeah. And I think this kind of is, like, an offshoot of that question. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think we talked about that in, like, a positive sense mm-hmm. of the question, I guess. Yeah. Or, but, like, this, I guess, can be positive or negative. That's true. You know? Like, have you ever been in a situation like that? Where, yes. like you thought someone was some way and you were so sure of it and then you're like huh actually I think I changed my mind Mm -hmm. like the more you got to know them yeah I've had it both ways where I've my first impression of them was maybe negative right and it turned out you know later on getting to know them I found positive things about them and I've had it you know the other way around I think at least for me I'm definitely first impressions are very important to me yeah and those first impressions tend to stick with me for a long time. Like it really takes a while for me to then change right. my opinion of someone, mm-hmm. which I guess can be good or bad depending on what that initial impression is. Is right, which I know is maybe not always a good thing. 
Right, but I think that that's fair. Like, but yeah, you know, if someone's a certain way when I first meet them, you know, whether that's super nice or super friendly or, you know, standoffish, those things kind of stick with me because then it makes you wonder, you know, if that's your impression of them, it's like, okay, like, are they actually like this? You don't know if that's your bias or if that's something deep in your gut that's like reacting to their energy and like you're just like something about you. I just don't vibe. Yeah. Or there's been times where I've met someone and been like, oh, uh, how do I describe this? (laughs) When you meet someone. Yeah. It's like I meet someone initially and say that it's not a positive, like not a good impression. There are still times where I've still kind of felt a pull towards someone. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, like maybe they're having a bad day. Or, you know, something's off. Like, I feel like with first impressions, like, it's hard. Or even, you know, first few impressions. Right, It's hard because you still may feel differently. Like, I feel like in the back of my mind, I will always wonder if I would feel differently. How, what's your thoughts on this? Mm, It's really tough. Because, like, I am also someone, I'm someone who's, like, very much, I go a lot off of energy and, like, stuff. You tend to, like, read people and, like feel yeah. people out yeah I I do but then again like I give people a chance like especially if like I'm if they're friends of friends or I always try to give everyone a chance mm-hmm. most of the time unless like and then I'm very observant like when yeah. I first meet someone I think like I'm, I can tend I can be pretty quiet like off the bat which is like really saying something as you guys have listened to this podcast you have gotten to know the fact that I can be very verbose and like chatty so <laughs> I get really quiet when I first meet someone mm-hmm. new unless they're like a friend of a friend and then like sometimes I like become overly friendly just to like make everybody in the situation feel really comfortable and like <laughs> not make it awkward so I already I like if, if, if someone is a friend of a friend I already like go into the situation treating that person like a friend of mine yeah which I mean it usually ends up that we end up becoming friends because if it's someone that is friends with like five of my friends like it's yeah. very likely that we're gonna be friends yeah because um, there's a reason why they're friends with your friends yeah. and yeah, especially you already if have that mutual interest yeah and especially if it's someone who ha- is in a similar line of work you know I've known like I've known them online for a little bit like yeah or I've known of them versus like a complete stranger yeah then I, I tend to be a little bit more open but then like that's like already someone who's kind of already like vetted for you so I feel like that's not necessarily a fair example but I have definitely given people chances where there have been people who because I've been friends with people who aren't necessarily friends with my other friends and like some I some of my friends just don't cross-pollinate and they don't really mesh well and that's okay and a lot of those friendships started because I like really didn't know if it would it it was just like situ like I was put in a circumstance or situation and I was just like well like I'm just gonna like make friends and then like normally from day to day we might not be friends but like because we were on a retreat together or whatever like I got to know people who are like Mm -hmm. a, a different faith background or someone who is completely Republican or like you know what I mean like yeah people who I didn't grow up around guns you know like I mean just things like that like uh, fundamentally as 
someone I used to be someone who was very like well this is the way that the world is and like I'm not okay with people who don't have the same political beliefs as me and like I'm not okay with people who do this that and the other and like now I understand like like will I hang out with them every day all the time no like do I think they care about me as a person and like my well-being and my rights as like a citizen or a human being in this universe not always am I naive to think that like us being friendly with each other is going to change anything not really but like i i can i can be a little bit more open to it and because of that i've gotten to know some really amazing people that i probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to otherwise Mm -hmm. sense and then you know i've also been in situations where like i've dated people or like i've been friends with people and then i just i'm like i feel like out of nowhere i'm like you know, we've talked, we would talk about things and then out of nowhere, it's like they would do the same exact thing to me that like someone else did. And I just like, it made me question like, was, was that me? Like if this happened to me twice, like, am I the one in the wrong? And then you're, and then you talk about it with your other friends and you're like, is this normal? And they're like, no, that's not normal. Like, like that's not cool. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, cool. Uh, good to know. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, when, like, so many friendships or, like, so many relationships, like, keep not working out, you're just, like, (laughs) what is it this time? (laughs) about me that, like, like, today I went to therapy, so, like, I'm feeling very open, you guys, right now and very introspective. And, like, I might overshare today a little bit more than I'm comfortable with, which is, like, saying a lot because I do tend to, like, be very open on this podcast, I think. Maybe because I don't have to see anyone. So it's like, you know, like you and I, yeah, I think what it is like I was talking to my therapist about it today and we were talking about how like we did this thing where she had me like sit in a chair across from the like an empty couch and like she talked to me from behind and I couldn't see her and then she was taking notes and like I we like talked about how like it gave me the ability to open up a lot more than normal because like. I have a lot, one of my issues is, like, I have problems expressing my feelings and, like, being in touch with them. Like, I don't like sitting in my feelings because I've gone through a lot of tough things in my life. And, like, it's really hard for me to sit in the pain, even though I know I have to. So I tend to avoid it. And I've learned that I like to escape from my problems a lot. And like, that has been like, in different ways. And like, I'm still identifying all the ways in which I escape. And like, it's really surprising to me how much your life makes sense. Like when you start like looking at things in your past. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just like got started getting really like emotional. And I was just like, oh, (laughs) I'm opening up. Yeah, no, opening up. So, like, it's just, like, this thing where, like, you can be really vulnerable if, like, no one else is around. Because, like, I just, I'm, like, the type of person, this is a lot about me, that, like, likes to experience my emotions in private. Like, the fact that I'm recording this in the closet is, like, perfect because I like to sit in my feelings in a closet. (laughs) It's very, like, compartmentalized. My closet is super freaking messy and like there's lots of boxes in here but it is technically color coordinated from Roy G. Biv and organized by like dresses skirts pants shirts sweatshirts sweaters I mean it's very organized but also messy like that is like literally me and very small bubble but yeah no it's like tough so the fact that it's interesting to like like it's so tough for me like I don't I'm not always aware of my feelings all the time so like a lot of the time, like, feelings hit me 
mm-hmm. later. Like, it takes me longer to process things. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that happens to you when you've gone through a lot of trauma, especially very early in life. One of the things, well, at least for me, everyone's different, obviously. But one of the things that I've learned about myself is that a lot of my trauma has manifested in this, like, thing where it's really tough for me when things change and because it takes I'm I don't handle change well and then when I get used to something I get settled and then when that something changes it like feels like everything's unmoored and like I freak out and then I just like try to I don't adapt well I guess yeah like when your comfort gets jolted it's right. hard to adjust and hard to come back from like that. I've really had like I things have always been like and it's not so much that I had like an unstable home in the traditional sense of the of the term unstable but like unstable in the fact that my dad was sick for a really long time so like I never really knew when I woke up if he was going to be alive or dead like which I mean sounds like an overdramatic thing but like that's just the reality of how I felt every day mm-hmm. like it that was your truth scary. that was that was like at the time like the yeah. first thing I would wake up and I'd be like is he breathing like that's I mean, that I would open the door and I'd check to see if he was awake or like I, that was the first thought. And then it would be like, OK, where am I? Like, what is this? Like, what am I doing? What like, do I do today? OK, yeah. well, it's today. Like, what do I have to do? Like, check my phone. Like, what's on my iCal? Like, where? what doctor's appointment? Like, I mean, honestly, like when your life every day is like uncertain, when it gets to a point where like you get settled in a routine, it becomes really comfortable. So in something like when you get comfortable and you get happy, like then something changes. I like don't know how to adapt because I just like it freaks me out. And then I get put back into that situation where I'm like uncertain. So I feel like the more trauma you experience, like I, some people are able to bounce back faster or like they like to live on their toes and they can adapt quickly because trauma has helped them adapt faster. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the opposite. I just I feel like. I become a possum and like it's like a possum or deer in headlights where I'm just like I freeze and then I don't know what to do and then I get run over or something and I'm like ah something else hits you and you're like what and I'm like and I would make a really cute hat like you know but anyway I'm getting so distracted and literally in our first segment well I guess like in summary we both know that we kind of need to keep an open mind and that things do change over time I think you kind of have to take chances because like the opposite of that is like sure like I'm, I'm talking about the fact that like I hate feelings not I don't hate feelings but like feelings are hard and feelings are messy and like yeah. I have issues with control so I don't like messy things even though I can be pretty messy but that's like just the state of my chaos inside <laughs> but like I just think that, you know, if you don't feel feelings, like, the other thing would be, like, what I did was just shut down and, like, was depressed and in bed and, like, watching TV all day or, like, Mm -hmm. movies and, like, getting up to pee and, like, that's it. And, like, I've been through that where some days literally the only thing I did was get up to go to the bathroom and that's it and drink water. And, like, that was an accomplishment for me, like, to brush my teeth and wash my face or, like, even brush my hair. Like, yeah. that one Those basic thing. living necessities can Literally. Still be difficult. It's just yeah. I've been through that. So I'm always like, you know what? Like, I'm going to give someone a chance because, like, it, because the thing is, like, and I'm, I'm going to try to feel feelings even if it's hard and I'm not gonna escape and I'm not gonna 
try to do things that will what that I think are gonna make me feel better because like you know what it sucks but like you know the fact is change is uncomfortable and like things have to get bad before they get better so mm-hmm. you know it's just I just have to like tell myself it's growth mm-hmm. and things like, do get better over time sometimes I'm just like am I just avoiding or just did I learn my lesson and like mm-hmm. that I'm not engaging and it's just like sometimes I just I just get overthinky and uh, that's me. But my therapist told me today, she's like, you know, some people, their initial reaction isn't like, oh, is there something wrong with me? It's like, I'm unloved. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't think that. Like that, it takes yeah. two more cycles of like things to make me feel unloved. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know if I feel that. <laughs> that, like just the fact that like other people react different ways. Like I know that, like, because I know I have friends who react differently than I do. Yeah. Then it's like, it just boggles my mind sometimes. I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, but people react differently. Like, you know, yeah. we're all different people. So. All the time. I mean, that's why it's it's interesting to watch shows like this. Because, I mean, as we're watching Terrace House, like, people are reacting differently in front of us. And mm-hmm. we're, well, we're talking about it. People didn't do that. We wouldn't have a show. <laughs> that is true. So, moving on. Ariseko and Kenny, on their date, they go to a cafe, first go to a cafe called Captain's Helm Tokyo. This is, like, his Tokyo where he usually gets his coffee beans. And this is in Shibuya. And basically, she asked him to take him take her there. And Kenny, when she shows up, she's, like, uber girly. Like, very boho, Lolita doll. So cute. Her very outfit was cute. so cute. Yeah, super, super cute. Very girly. Very, very cute. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. Like, I was just cute. I wish I could pull that look off, but it would look kind of, like, dowdy on me. Like, I feel like on some people, on the the wrong person, it might look kind of Mormon. Yeah, it definitely would not look good on me. It's not my style, but it looks so so cute, cute so girly. Yeah, very put together on her end. The gap between like her her like normal sporty look, mm-hmm. like and her like super girly outfit was it was such a huge gap. Like it was yeah. really cute. I was just like, wow, you are like, it's not like she isn't girly in her work like athleisure, but like she's really cute. Anyway, yeah. I get that. So Captain's Helm is like a shop with a cafe inside. It sells like coffee and camping gear. I want to uh, go there. It's so cute. I. <laughs> Love that shop. Like, I mean, to be fair, like, I feel like it's more of, like, a car camp type situation, not so much, like, backpacking, because, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not trying to take that heavy, like, coffee grinder and all those things with me in my backpack when I have, like, 50 pounds of gear. Like, no, thank you. I just (laughs) need, like, my water boiling cup and, like, Mm -hmm. some tea bags. I'm good. So so then, okay, so it's just a really cute shop. And then Riseko says she's looking for a Mother's Day gift for her mom, who's really into coffee and also camping. So the store was literally made for this perfect moment. And she looks at this, like, cute little, like, branded lunchbox that fits, like, a grinder, a coffee grinder that looks kind of like a pepper grinder almost. It's, like, a fancy, it's, like, stainless steel and it looks like something that would be that like a waiter would use at like a fancy French restaurant, like modern French restaurant or something. But it's like a coffee grinder. And I think there's two cups and like some stuff inside. And then it all fits into this cute little lunch bag. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like small, like definitely something yeah. you could definitely carry around. Yeah, and like the the girls on the panel, the studio panel on the audio overlay, they were talking about how they would love to have that bag and then like use it as like an on, like an afternoon brunch like bag where they would take all this mm-hmm. stuff out and then put their purse inside and like use oh, it as like a cute day bag or like a beach mm-hmm. bag because it's like waterproof. Yeah, that would be cute. This would be really cute. Right after this, cuts to Riseko and Kenny going to lunch at Little Bondi, which is in Aobadai, Tokyo. And it starts with Risiko talking about how she forgot to, like, she got her mom that coffee set. And she wanted to go, she wanted to buy beans at the coffee, at the cafe, because that was, like, her whole purpose of, like, what she wanted to get there. Because that's where Kenny buys all of his own coffee beans that he drinks every day. So he swears by them. So that's why she wanted to go there. And she was like, I totally forgot to buy the beans. Like, and so Kenny says, oh, I did. So I'll give you mine. Like, I'll gift them to you. And so he says he'll give them to Risiko as a gift. And, like, so she can give those to her mom and, like, to tell her mom. I thought that was really sweet. That was really sweet. And then Kenny asks Risiko if this is how she usually dresses super girly in her off time on a regular basis day to day. And Risiko says yes. Kenny says he likes how different it is from her workout clothes that she's in for work because it's very athleisure. I think it's a lot more sexy, like, I guess, because it's a lot more form-fitting to me anyway, but I don't know. Uh, and then Risiko says dressing this way, super girly, makes her feel the time she spends with her people outside of work in her free time is a lot more sacred. Like, this is, uh, and her example is like, like, this is Kenny's son's day or this is her, like, whatever's person's day but she only is like she says this is kenny son's day and i was like oh because then that makes kenny smile and he says like he really likes that it's like a little flirting and then risiko has cut her hair at this point and she cut it a little shorter and so she says she feels incomplete with shorter hair because it's hard to and then she like tries to sassily flip her hair and then she says when it's short and kenny says that he thinks she looks great this way too yeah it's really cute. So Kenny, like at this point, like has brought up like her outfit a couple times. And, you know, knowing the fact that he has mentioned like he really likes like super girly girls and like, you know, kind of like girls who are like traditional, I guess. Like, do you think it's important to like take time out to like dress up for your partner? I guess. Yes and no. I yeah. think. You can wear whatever you want, honestly. Okay. But I did like how when she talked about kind of separating, you know, her work clothes from like her right. normal day-to-day clothes. Because I get that until, you know, recently when I finished playing volleyball. Like I was playing volleyball and running cross country. And so right, I right, right. like lived in workout clothes. Like it was kind of the same thing where like I only had workout clothes. And then I would go and do something and people were like, oh, wow, you're dressed up. And I'm like, yeah, I have normal clothes on. This is what I normally right. look like. And I agree that getting out of the workout clothes and you know putting in effort whether that's you know my you know putting thought into my outfit or my hair and makeup always made me feel good about doing that and you know being with the people that I'm with so I really agreed with her on that front and I know I think I think there's something fun about dressing up for special occasions you know I like to dress up when I go out or on dates and stuff like to me it's just an enjoyable part of that but you know I feel like it's not necessary for everyone and I think you know, who you're with, it matters too. Right. You know, if I'm on a date, like, I'm probably more likely to dress nicer as to mm. what I think my partner might like versus, you know, a lunch out with friends. So I think it right. depends on the on the situation. Yeah, I get that. I feel like 
I feel like this is also something that was like very subjective too. Like I agree, I think you should dress for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it makes I, you feel good first. Yeah, and I feel like to me, like how I dress reflects my situation or like the event I'm going to. Yeah. Like I'm very like my background, like I'm obviously everyone like likes to dress up. Like we all wear clothes, but I have a background in fashion and like I never really had this like specific way I like to dress. Like I always dress by my mood and like I was always like that growing up. Some days I like to dress super sporty. Some days I like to dress really like punk. Like some days I like to dress super girly. And like I feel like I'm still kind of like that. Like on a regular day-to-day basis, I'm like pretty lazy and <laughs> dressed in like sweatpants. But, like, a lot of the time I like to dress kind of, like, sporty, like, athleisure-y, which is funny because I'm not really an athlete. (laughs) Don't work out every day. I just, I like athleisure. Like, I like the sporty street look. I kind of, Uh I really like streetwear, so that's kind of, like, my vibe. I'm more of, like, a sweatshirts, clean kicks, leather jacket, denim, like, jacket, Mm -hmm. like, type girl. And I've never really, like stopped dressing that way but like I also do love a good like romantic like gauzy dress and like I love reformation and like the cute romantic tops I feel like personal style is something you like find later or like like I don't know the more you experiment with it and it took me like I feel like I finally this summer figured out my personal style yeah I'm still figuring it out yeah and I I gotta get over my t-shirt and jeans phase (laughs) the thing is like if you're a t-shirt and jeans type of girl like lean into it man like like for example like used to experiment more for me personally I feel like I could you know we're just gonna gonna get a little bit yeah because like I also get this like I get like the dressing up for your partner on special occasions like I oh I like doing this because I, I like dressing up like I'm I'm even I do like to dress up for occasions like I'm the type of girl who every time I go to the wizarding world of Harry Potter likes to dress up like I am you know going to Hogwarts or like I to dress up in my house colors or like I wear like an outfit that looks like my Hogwarts uniform even though I'm 33 and like it's funny because when I go to Hogwarts, because I wore a uniform growing up, like people at the Wizarding World, they're like, wow, I literally thought you were wearing a uniform. And I was like, that's the idea. And also I am. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, for like me dressing up at the Wizarding World, like I may not wear those clothes out and about right. like normally on the street, but it's a special thing because I get to go to, you know, Universal Studios and go to Harry Potter World that, you know, that feels like a special occasion. Right. And then after, when I went to Veggie Girl recently, like, you know, outside of Universal Studios, still dressed like I was, like, <laughs> literally a high school kid from <laughs> the Wizarding World. People stared at me a little, but I was like, no, and I really don't give a shit. <laughs> no one's going to really, like, as much as, like, you yourself, you're like, oh, my gosh, people care. People usually don't care. A lot. People literally don't care as yeah. much as you think they do about yeah. you. Like, they, people... Yeah usually care as much about themselves as you think that people care about you. They care. They just don't care about you that much. They care about themselves that much. You care about yourself. Wear whatever you want. 
they care about themselves as much as you care about yourself and the fact that you're so worried about everyone and like yeah. what they think of what you're wearing. Like people don't care. No. <laughs> they only care if you're wearing something really great that they want or something that's like really terrible. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my god, I never want to be caught wearing that." But you should know better unless that's your style and then you would probably not care because you like dressing that way yeah, cuz if we're going to wear something really insane and you're committing to it, then like it's for a reason. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I agree because I also think like I have an issue. Like I don't know if I have an issue with people being like I like the, like I like how girly you're just because I mean when people tell you that you look nice, it's like nice. Mm-hmm. But then it's like when people like are like overly critical or like opinionated about how I'm dressing, it's like mm-hmm. kind of annoying to me. When it's like but, too much, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, do you feel like Kenny's was too much, or do you feel like he complimented her enough to make her feel good? I think it was nice. I do too. I thought it was sweet. Like it really it showed that he was paying attention, right? You know, which like is a lot. If it if it got to a point where he was like, "That's how women should dress." I like yeah. fat girls. Like girls should dress up for their men. Then yeah. I would have a problem with it. Yeah, I, I agree. But it didn't really take that. It didn't no, take that it direction. Didn't. It, it was, was a like, "You look really nice. I'm surprised. I really like this look." Right, like which I thought I, was really sweet. Yeah, I felt like he wanted to know whether or not he she was dressing up for him, or if this is just how she is. is. So like her talking about her philosophy was kind of like yes and no. It was kind of like yes, but also no. Like yeah. yes, this is how I normally dress in my off time, and like yes, like I did dress up for you, but no, I didn't specifically dress up girly, like. You know what yeah. I mean? He wasn't. She wasn't trying to like do. She wasn't doing this to show range, like mm-hmm. as an actress, for example. She was just yeah. like, no, this is just how I am. But yes, I did dress up for you because like I wanted to uh, this day to be special, and like obviously within like my personal style being girly, I picked this specific outfit for this occasion. Like yeah. I feel like that's kind of what the vibe was, which makes sense. Okay, so then this kind of moves into the girls. Mainly with a little bit of Kenny peppered in because I feel like this A plot line has to do with Haruka, Risiko, and Kenny, and then Corey and Kenny. But like mainly it's about the girls and mm-hmm. like this triangle and how this triangle, this love triangle is affecting the dynamic between the girls and like, you know, because Girl drama with some Kenny smushed in. <laughs> Basically, yeah. There's two big girl chats that happen in this episode. First off, it starts with Kaori, Risiko, and Kenny are making coffee in the living room, in the kitchen with with Risiko's new set of like coffee stuff, and they're like playing around with it in the kitchen. And uh, Haruka is in the dining room, or not the dining room, sorry, the living room on the couch. And then she kind of yells over to the kitchen, and Haruka asks Kenny if he's still available on the twentieth to go see the show that her friend is playing in. And basically kind of like just checking in to make sure he still wants to go again. <laughs> he also has a friend that he's he says, yes, he does. And he checked the lineup and realized that his personal one of his own friends is going to be in the same show playing the ukulele. So like, do you want to stay to watch that as well? And so they decide to basically not go out, go leave after her friend set that they saw last time, but also after his friend plays and so now their plan to stay at the show is is going to be a lot later than than originally planned so kenny asks like now that we're that now that you know we're going to stay a little later and if the show goes on like a longer than we expected like do you want to go straight home 
And he goes, or, and then she goes, no, I really wanted to go to the Okinawan restaurant after. And she's like, yeah, there's this place I want to take you. So he's like, okay, like, let's go. Then Risiko, like, and then this whole time you can, they're cutting the editing, expert editing of the show, keeps cutting to, like, Risiko and Corey in the kitchen, like, them (laughs) making coffee. Like, so it's kind of, like, illustrating how close they are. And, like, you can basically hear this entire conversation from the kitchen. Like, see how close they are, like, as you... As we sh- shoot the shot of Risiko, you can see the two talking in the background. Like, <laughs> very, like, illustrative. So then Risiko and Kaori go into the living room and sit on the couch. And Risiko says to Kenny in front of Haruka and Kaori, like, we need to plan our date. <laughs> and, Jab uh, that in there. The way that, like, they're sitting on the couch is, like, Kenny is sitting on the edge of the couch. Kor- Haruka is sitting in the little corner of the couch. And then Risiko is sitting next to Haruka on her right. And Kenny is sitting to Haruka on her left. And then Kori is sitting to Risiko's right. So Haruka is kind of sandwiched between uh, Kenny and Risiko as they are making these plans. <laughs> For their date. So as this happens, Haruka just goes, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> and she like goes to bed. Because she's just like, don't do this <laughs> to me. Like, but, but like, seriously, like, I, I would be like, dude, oh, like, it. Yeah. until I leave, man. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like, thanks like, for rubbing it in my face. Yeah, like, at least, like, I mean, Haruka, yeah, you could hear what she was saying, but at least she, like, pulled him aside. Like, yeah. Pulled it right, right in and front. Over her. Like, not just next to her, over her. Yeah. Her actual physical body. Yeah. Anyway, after this, Risiko asks Kaori if she has any gripes or disappointments about her or anyone in the house because she doesn't, uh, because Kaori doesn't express that often. And by her, she means, like, herself, Risiko. But at first, Kori says she does have a lot of grievances, but not anything person-specific. Kori then says she's not so much irritated, but if anything, she'd like to be better friends. And this obviously means with Risiko. Kori says Risiko is usually hanging out in the boys' room, or she's up late at night, and they're awake at different times. She and Risiko are awake at different times, so as Kori is up early, because she has to go to work earlier, and so she has to end up going to sleep earlier, and naturally they miss each other, because their schedules are, like, having them cross, like, two ships in the night. Kori says, I wish we had more time together. I want us to chat more often. And Risiko is like, good to know. Yeah, I feel like Risiko, eh, I don't think she really cares that she's not that close, honestly. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically, she's just like, all right, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Kari like, like, good to know that's what your grievances are. <laughs> and then Kari's just like, all right, well, I guess it's my bedtime and I'm going to go to bed. So she says goodnight to Risiko and Kenny. Then, like, you kind of hear Kaori go up and then Risiko and, like, and then, like, there's a beat and then you hear kind of, like, audible girls getting excited from upstairs. Like, ah! like you know, like, friends, like, getting excited or, like, you know, mm-hmm. chatting. Yeah, girls. chatter, laughter. Yeah. Chatter, yeah. laughter. Like, they're going to bed and they're, like, clearly bonding. Like, it, mm-hmm. it kind of basically illustrates that Haruka and Kori have created a bond and... Mm-hmm. Um, Risiko's not really a part of. Yeah, and, like, it feels kind of awkward. Yeah. And the camera pans to Risiko and Kenny downstairs. And, like, remember, I think, like, we saw during the house tour that there's that window mm-hmm. um, from the girls' room that overlooks that couch below them. So you there's, like, a window where you can see into the girls' room. The girls' Well, not necessarily probably see into the girls' room because it's so high, but, like, 
there's that window so it's probably like you can hear what they're saying like it's not like there's a complete wall like it's a window so then basically Risiko and Kenny audibly hear the girls laughing and chatting upstairs as Risiko makes a comment about you know oh wow like they're chatting a lot like they just kind of she like kind of addresses it and then she laughs and she's clearly like pretty kind of like uncomfortable and it's a little awkward and then Kenny kind of says like Corey was probably like literally just referencing this situation like mm-hmm. it sounds like it sounded a lot like they'd like you to be a part of that like them in the room together like Like yeah like they want you to be a part of it like it's not like they're trying to keep you out she kind of said it in a way where she's like well it seems like they're chatting a lot kind of like she was being left out yeah and then just like well I think this is kind of what she's saying like maybe you're isolating yourself a little bit like mm-hmm. you know not going yeah. yeah like you're not like are you making an effort like mm-hmm. maybe you should make an effort and then Risiko goes just because I'm a woman it doesn't mean I always have to necessarily only hang out with other women which is true which but, is true you know it also is nice to I think to have friends and Risiko doesn't okay. really have too many people to lean on yeah I mean it's true like she has a point about that and you know maybe she's someone that prefers to have mostly guy friends I know friends that are like that you know that just kind of might be how she is right but do you think that's that's what's that's literally what's going on here because like I get that like yeah I I get you you're like someone who is only hanging out with other like when you hang out with you're just someone who like gets along better with guys Mm mm-hmm but I don't like, think there's anything wrong with, and I think that's kind of how she is. And I think that she knows that she just kind of clashes with Haruka. And so I think she just doesn't prefer necessarily to hang out with them. So I think like, Corey feels stuck. I've seen them even talk one-on-one like, yeah. at all until now. So it's like, mm-hmm. like every time we see all the people in the house, like Riseko is always hanging out with Kenny and the guys yeah. or Ruka, and then and the girls are always, like, hanging out with the girls or with everyone. But, yeah. like, Riziko is never just with the girls on her own. Yeah, and she's never usually, like, just with Haruka or, like, just with Corey. Unless right. it's, like, super brief. Yeah. So it just kind of, like, makes me, like, like, I guess this is, like, a two-part question. Because it's just, like, because in a sense, like, it just, she says, like, just because I'm a woman, it doesn't mean I have to always hang out with other women. Which mm-hmm. is true. But, like, is she really, is she even giving the other girls a chance? Like, do you think it's fair what Corey said about, like, Risiko isolating herself? Because she, I mean, it it makes sense because we have kind of seen, like, everything that happened with the whole roof thing. So, like, is she isolating herself or is she being isolated or, like, are they both kind of, enabling each other like it's not like one person is expressly trying to leave the other person out but because they feel uncomfortable and they're not talking about it it's become like this really like there's a huge chasm between them where it's like they're like an island like two separate islands yeah because I feel like with Risiko like if she knows that they're kind of you know doing stuff without her you know I can see why she'd be hesitant to get involved you know it's like do you really want the effort out to hang out with people if you get an impression that they don't want to hang out with you you know that's that's really difficult and so I think she I think I think she does feel that right and it is like that after what we saw on the roof that I think she might be hesitant and like just isn't super comfortable 
connecting with them or if she just kind of knows like that she just won't really connect with them that she prefers hanging out with the guys do you think she's really like not connecting with the girls or do you think she's just like oh this like because she was the one who addressed like well Haruka and I like it seems like we like the same guys so she's like it seems like she's made a decision already that like they're gonna like the same guys yeah and so I think she's done trying like, she didn't really try in the first place, but Did I don't... She tried to begin with that? Yeah, like, like she's just... I think she's kind of done. Like, I think she just kind of is, like, moving on. Has kind of just accepted that she won't be close with the girls. Because I think she knows that her and Haruka clash. And with Haruka and Kori always being close, I think she just kind of knows that because of that, she won't really get to know Kori. Kind of, like, unfair to, like, assume that yeah. of Kori. Because, like, how do you know that? You know, like, I feel like I feel real. I feel really bad for Corey because, like, she's kind of like, well, I want to get to know you better. She literally says to her, she's like, I want to get to know you better. That's what makes me sad. Yeah, but she's already kind of proven that she's taken Haruka's side, that she would support Haruka over Risiko. True, but Risiko doesn't know that yet. Yeah. You have to but, remember that. Because, like, yeah. at this point, Rizuko has no idea. So then, mm-hmm. in truth, like, you're right. Like, I think maybe if Corey did know Rizuko better, like, she would not have. Maybe that's a better question. Is like, if Corey had known Rizuko better, would she have ever done that? I don't think so. Right. Not yeah. to say that, that that's a good excuse for her or, like, that's a, that's a reason. Like, that's, like, I mean, it's not fair. She shouldn't have done it regardless. Mm-hmm. But, like, but I think she would question it more. Fair. Like, she wouldn't have acted like, so quickly. Right. Because, like, I feel like she's just, like, well, I don't know her that well. So, yeah. like, she's just assuming, like, how she would feel in that situation. And she's, like, well, if it – she's, like, trying to put herself in Risiko's shoes. She's, like, well, if it were me, I would – I wouldn't want to be like this is how I would want someone to do it to me. So she's just like clearly she doesn't know Risiko well enough to like know what's best for her. Yeah. And like I don't know if that's just like them. I mean it's hard because like it's not like we know what's happening the other five days of the week. Like yeah. we don't see them all t- all day every day. So like we don't know what happens off camera either. So like we yeah. do have to give everyone like treat everything with a little grain of salt. But... Yeah, because we can't see like who's hanging out with who. Yeah, I mean, at one point, I think like, I mean, it's because if we're talking from a point where like, if you're putting yourself in their shoes and like Risiko doesn't know what Kaori did. And then like, you know, from that perspective, like, is it fair for her to like shut down? But then is it even fair for Corey to even bring that up in the first place, knowing what she literally just did that's the night good. before? Like, yeah. that's kind of magnanimous. Like, it's yeah. kind of like her being a hypocrite and, like, standing on her high horse, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think she intended for it, but, like, if you're trying to be so, like, careful of the other person's feelings, like, you know, don't – you should also think about, like, how your actions are going to affect that. Because, like, how would you – because, like, you also have to remember, like, people are going to have to watch this later. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe they're just getting – are they already so comfortable that they forget that they have to watch this? Like, Yeah, that they're still being filmed. Like, I mean, like, because it's just, like, they're going to have to deal with this in, like, five weeks if they're already feeling uncomfortable. Like, that's not really going to be – like, help the situation any better. Yeah, once like, you get if to anything, see you more. Should, yeah, you should be even more careful if, like, this is the situation at home, especially if you're in such, if you're being put in the middle and you don't like it and you're like, I'm just waiting for them to give up on me, is what literally what Kari says. Like, yeah. it's just like, if you literally don't want to be involved, then don't be involved. Like, yeah. 
you know, which I get it's easier to you're making yourself more involved. (laughs) Right. I think it's easier for us to say than like her for her to do because she's actually living in this house. So it's not as easy for her to be like, it's none of my business because she has to live with them. And now she becomes the problem. Mm -hmm. So I get it. But like, it would be the outside if she could be like, you know what? I get where you're coming from, but we're all roommates. And like, I just don't feel comfortable. Like being put in that situation i don't think it's fair for for me to be put in that situation you know I, not really i about. don't think risico really got Corey's message you right. know she just kind of brushed her off like i really don't think risico's interested I think that risico isn't a like a person who likes hanging out with girls yeah i think she was just kind of like Meh. anyway later again all three girls later on in the episode come back to the dining room table and they discuss dates Corey tells Haruka, this is after Risiko and Kenny go on their date. The girls meet up again at the dining room table. And Haruka comes downstairs as Corey is, like, getting debriefed by Risiko. And she's like, yeah, I was just getting debriefed about the date. And then Haruka's, like, kind of interested. And she's like, ooh, tell me about it. So then Risiko starts telling the other two girls about how Kenny had paid for their meal while she was in the restroom. And the fact that he had already taken care of the bill... Like, the action of him taking care of the bill, not the fact that he, like, took care of it, like, or paid for it, like, mm-hmm. like took her out and, like, paid for her meal. It was more, like, the action of him being so thoughtful to, like, handle it while she was out so that they didn't have to deal with the awkward, like, oh, let me pay. Like, no, let me pay. Like, she mm-hmm. said that made her feel very feminine because she doesn't really have that many opportunities in her regular life to feel feminine. She said, quote, he was so thoughtful. He even paid for the meal before I realized. And hanging out with Ruka never made me feel like a woman. Because she she meant, like, you know, Ruka and her, they have yeah. this, like, very playful young banter. She never, like, every time they went out, she didn't feel, like, very womanly. Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, because it was just, like, it felt more like friends hanging out. Yeah, because, it was very like, playful and chill. Right. They both split the bill, like, whatever. And then she said, but hanging out with Kenny today, I appreciate that he took care of the meal, not just not because he paid, but because he thought it was thoughtful. I'm rarely ever in a situation where someone treats me in a chivalrous way. It made me feel very womanly. I really enjoyed that today. So then the first thing Haruka says to this, if if, if you liked a boy and someone were to <laughs> talk about their date, like, if you lived in a bachelor house or something, and they said this to you, how would you react? For me, I would have kept my mouth shut. Right. <laughs> I would not have said anything. I would have been like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nice. Right. Like, I would not have Right. Interacted. I would have just probably been like, that's nice. Like, I would have been like, mm-hmm, oh, really? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got like, it. I wouldn't let anyone see me sweat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would not have the claws out. I would not kind of no, I wouldn't. proceed. I would be like, mm-hmm. no. cool. Be like, all right. Haruka, Haruka goes, but would a 32-year-old, like, let a 20-year-old pay for dinner? Like, I don't think he would. <laughs> yeah, like, duh, you're uh, just a child, so. Right. And then, and then Corey is so nice. She goes, it's the part where he had paid without you even realizing. That was nice, huh? Oh, and then gentlemanly. <laughs> I know. And then Risiko goes, that's probably just what he does with everyone when he dates. But I'm not treated that way often. So I was a little bashful about it a tad. Yeah, now she almost seems like she's embarrassed. Well, she's like, oh, well, right. it was important to me because I don't 
get that very often. Because she's young, so she's only yeah. really been dating like high school boys and like. Yes. like so I think boys. that's a valid assumption. Like high school boys really don't have money to like treat you to dinner. Yeah, so she felt very special by that, and I think uh, I don't know. I thought that was cute. Thought that was cute too. Marika is jealous. You still get jealous. Yes. Uh, Corey says that she has a phone call to make and leaves the table. Saved by the phone call. Um, and then they're like, oh, okay. And then as she, like, stands up, she, like, adds, oh, I might finish some work after. So, like, we'll just catch up later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. And, like, okay, runs away again. Very successful exit from the building building and rising tension. Because she's like, I need to I get the hell away from here. So, yeah, I love how she, like, didn't even, like, she she was so thought she's like she's even that thoughtful like she could totally just Irish accent and like just be like oh yeah like like the phone conversation like ran along a little, a little longer and like you know I just figured yeah. I'd just like finish work because I was working while I was up here on the call and like could have just and she's like well you know I think I might just like after it I might just like start working so like you know I'll see you later <laughs> I'm just gonna go like, I'm just gonna mm. I was like all right bye awkward so now Risiko and Haruka are alone at the dinner table. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at this point, I'm like, I'm like watching through like the spaces between my fingers, like as my both my hands are like covering my face. <laughs> yeah, I was like waiting for them just to like go at it. <laughs> I literally have covered my entire face at this point, and I'm like opening my fingers and like watching through like open finger slots. <laughs> And that's why I'm like, ah, stop, I can't. <laughs> and then Risiko asks Haruka if she has any plans to go out with anyone from the house coming up. Yeah, and Ru- Haruka, and sh- I know, right? <laughs> Do you have a date planned with Kenny? Right. Basically, that's the point. She knows she was there in the freaking kitchen when they talked about it. She freaking knows. Like, they literally just yeah. had this conversation. She heard. It's like, spill the deep. I know. Spill the like, Do you, are you going? And then Haruka's like, no, I don't think so. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm going to a show with Kenny on the 20th. And we're going to... Almost gonna forgot. <laughs> Almost we forgot. Almost forgot. Uh, wow, silly me. Forgot. Almost forgot. You know, literally, like, confirmed with him three times. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, but apparently this time they're going to go see Haruka's friend, plus a friend of Kenny's who will also be in the same show as Haruka's friend playing ukulele, as previously mentioned. At this point, you hear, what's up, what's up, what's up, from... <laughs> the corner and i'm like who was that and then it's kenny coming home saying what's up what's up what's up in english which was like i was like wait what like did did that throw you off for a second because i was like totally did what yeah (laughs) right and then risiko asks if he wants if kenny wants to join in on the joshitoku which is basically like girls talk or lady talk lady chat as i like to go or like female chat and then he goes, yes, I'll join. He's like, oh, should I join in on the girls' talk? And then okay. he's like, yeah, okay, I'll join on the girls' talk. So basically at this point, he is joining in. Mexico and Kenny flirt shamelessly. <laughs> shamelessly at the dinner table in front of them, or in front of Haruka. And Haruka is very woefully unamused. She's yeah, like... Facial expressions yeah. once again... Show it all. Woefully unamused. 
Kenny says he has no motivation. And then at this point, like, they're talking about, like, oh, like, didn't you have to play, like, a live show tomorrow? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, what time do you have to leave? Like, it's in Osaka. And he's like, because he's like, oh, I have an eight-hour travel day at like, mm-hmm. one event like, for the venue or whatever. Yeah. He's going to like, sleep on the road and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to sleep on the road, like, whatever. And then he's just like, ugh, that it. And he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to go. Like, I have no motivation to, like, play this show. Like, ugh. Like, ugh. I just wish I didn't have to go tomorrow. And, like, he says it under his breath. And then Haruka seems, like, very visibly affected by this comment. Like, she's just, like, her eyes kind of widen a little. And she's like, all right. And that's kind of where that conversation ends. Mm-hmm. So my question was, like, do you think that, like, I, yes, Kenny was flirting. <laughs> Kenny was drunk. But do you think that Kenny flirting in front, flirting with Risiko in front of Haruka was in bad taste? Or do you think he was just oblivious because he was drunk? Because he was the one who said he's kind of interested. He sees them both as potential love interests. He told Haruka that he's interested in Risiko romantically, and he told Risiko that he's interested in Haruka romantically. So clearly, like, not necessarily like, I'm interested in them romantically, but he's like, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. So as someone who has self-professedly said, I could see, I want to explore or get to know you and her more, basically, in so many words, what do his actions make you feel? Like... I don't know. I think alcohol had played a big part. Like, I think he was definitely way more oblivious. But I wonder, you know, if Haruka has started flirting first, if he would have, you know, ignored Risiko and, like, flirted with Haruka. Like, I don't think it mattered who was there. I think he just wanted uh, to flirt. And then I think, like, and then they do mention, like, that was that night he came home drunk. Like, earlier during that day was, like was when was like was when they had the date the like date. Risiko yeah. and Kenny had gone on the date early in their day after they finished their date he went to go meet his friends and his bandmates and then he went out drinking with them and he got drunk and then he came home yeah so, so I think he was already just kind of like vibing with Risiko right 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 and I think he was drunk and wanted to flirt so she I mean kind of like was like it was so fun and mm-hmm. they were like talking about how much fun they had yeah. Yeah. So I think it like, makes sense. Like, right. yes, in a way it's bad taste because it's kind of player-ish, you know? So, but, like, I mean, because he's the oldest one in the house, though. Like, yeah. I expect it almost from Risiko because she's 21. Yeah. But he's 31. Like, yeah. He's so, like, for her, it's immature and playful. Yeah. Like, he should know better. Yeah. Not I don't know. Too. That was just kind of, like, I was just, like, a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, like, like, I wish it was not in front of Haruka. Because it was so much, like, about the fact that, like, they both like him. Because, yeah, sure, like, they both like him, and it sucks. But, like, as someone who likes both people, like... It's a little weird. kind of tacky. Yeah, player vibes. Yeah, because it was just, like, it made me think, like, are you flirting with her in front of... like, Because, like, I know he says that he doesn't get jealous, so maybe he just is oblivious, and he just, like, doesn't pay attention, so he, like, doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. But, like felt like he was fanning the waves like the 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 heat a little bit like the flames yeah. like kind of because they're like, jealous they're yeah. already going through like i don't know it's just kind of like he just kind of like leaned into the jealousy thing i guess if you're not the jealous type you don't like notice that like this is gonna make her jealous but like felt kind of like rude yeah like if it's- i was haruka i definitely would have been jealous and i probably would have been a little uncomfortable like oh, this is weird like, not- 
even just like as like in general, like when you're living in a house and you're all roommates, like if two of you went out and had like a really good time and the three of you are having a conversation, like have a conversation that the three of you can enjoy yeah. like, instead of just two of you. And then like when you're the person who came in after and like. I get that, like, it's not like the two of them are that close and they were having, like, a good conversation or anything. But, like, as someone who came after and, like, joined the conversation, like, you should make it a point to include everyone. Mm-hmm. That's just starting and talking about their date. They were purposely, like, Arisa bring it up at least. Right. Was purposely leaving Haruka out. So. Because, like, I mean, I'm saying this as a Gemini and I'm like, well, I'm just a Gemini. But I was like, wait, no, Kenny is also a Gemini. Yeah. So he would probably feel the same way. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're all different, so... Ugh, anyway. So, the next thing that happens is Korori and Haruka go on a cafe... Go to a cafe in Shirogane for lunch. And... Or for brunch, I guess, sorry. I grew up in Shirogane, so I was like... I saw them walking along, like, the street, and I was like, oh, I grew up down there. Oh, I knew that. (laughs) Yeah, that was where... Like, that was my first home after we moved back from L.A. from first grade to, like, sixth grade when my parents built our house, and we moved... We lived in, like, a little apartment on the foot of the hill that they're walking up. We were kind of on the side of that hill. It's, like, really long. Oh. That cafe is fairly new. It's not, like, super, super... it's, It's, like... I know the place that was open in that spot before that place is where they, where they went to have brunch. But it's super cute. Anyway, Haruka tells Corey that she's been wanting to ask for Corey's advice on something. And Corey looks a little stressed about it. Haruka brings up Kenny's comment from earlier about how he has no had he how he had no motivation to perform at his live show in Osaka after getting drunk. Haruka says that she was very much still into Kenny before that moment, but his comment really turned her off and she is no longer into him going into this next date, which makes sense mm-hmm. because you know Haruka is someone who's very like dedicated to her craft and very like yeah. very hard working and wants someone else to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hard work. Right. And it just is like, she's just like, I don't know. It just like, as someone who is in a performance job where like, you know, you're only where you are because of your fans. She's like, I thought it was really disrespectful is kind of like her position. Haruka brings up how she felt about Risiko bringing up the whole Kenny paying for the tab at dinner and that it made her sit back and think, well, when we went out, we split the check. (laughs) And she's like, even though she knows she shouldn't think of it that way. And Corey is like, oh, my God, that's what you thought? Like, wow, like you shouldn't think of that. Like, I mean, I don't like, you shouldn't read too much into that. But Haruka was like, I don't know. Like, it just made me feel like you didn't pay. Like, you didn't even offer to pay for my check. And like, and then it's like, I don't know. It just like was just like, well, is it different? Like, do you like her more than you like me? Or like, are you into her more? Like, so she kind of like said she was kind of like in a really weird position the other night so she kind of like enlightens us on where she was at the end of that conversation because we just really didn't know where she was so my question is if you were in haruka's position caitlin would you have felt the same way in reaction to seeing like the guy openly flirting with your roommate and you're sharing a room with and, like, has acknowledged that you both have the same taste in guys. Like, would you bother? Would it bother you to know that he paid for her meal but split the check with you? Especially because, like, the whole point of the conversation was that it made her feel like a woman because mm-hmm. she was being treated. And, like, the whole posit of it was, like, well, splitting the check didn't make me feel like a woman. But when he paid for the check, it made me feel like a woman. So, like, yeah. I guess it's, like, when you felt like, oh, it was fine. 
But like, does that, does, do you think it makes a difference? I do. Well, at least for me, like, I know I'm an overthinker. So if I was Haruka, I absolutely would have been, oh, crap. We right. split it. Does that mean it wasn't date? Like, was it just casual? Right, Is right, he not right. into me? Like, I absolutely would be thinking into that. Like, whether or not he meant it that way or not, you know, can be kind of up for debate. But I absolutely would have been overthinking that. Right. And it kind of goes back to that, like, thing at the beginning of the episode where on the roof he was like, oh, when he was talking to Risiko about the date with Haruka. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, well, on our date, I mean, like, when we went to the show. Yeah. So, like It was he, like, like mm, did he kind of, like, changed his opinion. But then at the beginning he also said, like, I thought that we weren't going to be romantically in that way, but now yeah. I'm of a different opinion. Mm-hmm. So, like, in his mind, it wasn't a date, I guess. Yeah, like, like during was, that moment. Like, I wasn't into her. Yeah. And then now he's like, well, now that I've gotten to know her a little more, that we've lived to- together, I'm, like, I'm seeing that I might be mm-hmm. in her or not. Well, I have a question on this for you. In Japanese culture, how is it, you know, splitting the check or paying? Because, oh, okay. like, in American culture, you know, it's... I feel like it's pretty well accepted that you either like both offer to pay or, you know, a lot of times a man pays, but right. I've dated people from different cultures where it's not like that. Like I, you know, I've right, dated right, right. someone from a Dutch culture where you, you split the check. Right. So I wonder, so my question for you is like in Japanese culture, what does that kind of entail if anything? Right. So in Japanese culture, it's a little bit more like, conservative I guess like gender roles or like equality and like women's lib and things like that like it it happened a lot later in Japan than it did I think it's like it was very much a male orientated situation Mm -hmm. out there and like now it's a lot more different so I can't really speak to like how different it is so I think now it's a lot more common for people to split the check or whatever but yeah it's definitely something like there's there's a concept of oguri or like treating someone which isn't necessarily reserved specifically for a romantic thing it's also like considered like a friend thing or like an acquaintance thing where it's like well here I'll treat you this time and then you treat me next time it's like when you become friends with someone it's like oh this is my treat like Mm -hmm. it's one of like it's because it's also treating each other right because it's also like a culture where I don't know like if you've had anyone or a listener or anyone who's had Asian friends before it's like whenever an Asian shows up to your house they always bring you something like wine or cookies or crackers or you'll see it on the show too like some new members when they join the house later they'll bring uh omiyage or something which is like a gift or like a souvenir basically omiyage is is like directly translated to souvenir but people like japanese people will buy souvenirs like in general like all the time so like pretty much like the souvenir business is like in any country any any tourist town (laughs) is pretty much like propped up by Asian people and this <laughs> concept of like giving people. I mean, I think I mentioned earlier too. Did I mention the whole thing with Valentine's Day and like the giri choco? Did I talk Mm-mm. about that? No? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, in Japan on Valentine's Day, <laughs> I think I talked about this on maybe a different podcast, but like um, in Japan, like Valentine's Day is a commercial holiday. 
as as any other place. But they made it into a very commercial holiday where on Valentine's Day, February twenty, uh, February fourteenth, girls use it to tell people how they really feel. And then on March fourteenth, White Day, the boy or person, significant other that she basically like tells them that she likes on Valentine's Day a month later on March 14th will either return their chocolate and tell them that they like them too and then Mm -hmm. they'll become a couple or they'll say like no I'm sorry but then Uh there's this there's this concept of like your homme and your giddy, which homme means like your one OTP like your one true pair your Mm -hmm. one soulmate not soulmate but like your person and then giddy means like thoughtful it's kind of like called like um participation prize or like Mm -hmm. a trophy like a participation trophy it's like you matter to me I care about you I'm thinking of you but you're not the person that I have romantic feelings okay and then this is usually delineated by or kind of like separated apart by like the people that are just like your co-workers or your friends or like your dad or your uncle or whatever you would just give them like a store-bought chocolate but then your person you would give them like a fancy fancy chocolate or you would make okay. something like you would okay. make them a chocolate cake or like a chocolate chocolate so growing up I like extra effort make, in yeah like I used to make like homemade like raw chocolate for my boyfriend or like a cookie or like a brownie or like a plate of brownies or like Literally, like I would look things up and I would make them like I made like a like a banana. I made like a chocolate swirl banana cake and like all this crazy stuff. I kid you not. I'm like 14, like doing it. <laughs> That's was, a lot of work. So it's very much like this. It's not just for boys and girls, but it's like this culture of like treating people or like how you show them you're thinking of them. So like there is a concept of like my treat from time to time. So growing up. There was a lot more of like, well, if it's a date, he treats you. And then if you split it, that means that they think you're a friend. But I think like growing up as we get older and people become more independent and Japanese people are kind of moving further and further away from that. I don't think is as prevalent as it used to be, but I think it is a lot more so a thing than it is here in the state. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of get what she means, though, because like I think and, and like and by saying that, I think like the old me used to think a lot more about that than me now like Mm -hmm. but there still is like a moment where every time like I pay for my own meal or like which I mean I'm totally fine with I'm 33 like I pay for my own meal I don't need someone else to buy me dinner Mm -hmm. I can pay for myself but you know it's just I guess it's like the thought that counts or like gesture like I get what Risiko is saying it's like not even just like the fact that like you take me to like a eight course like $1,000 dinner or like Mm -hmm. you buy me like Chick-fil-A for breakfast. I don't eat Chick-fil-A anymore because I'm vegan. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not really so much the price. It's just like the fact that you're like, oh, it's it's my treat. Yeah. Because like I'm, I'm from a culture where like I always treat the other people too. Like I treat people sometimes equally. Like I think it's, I think all relationships are symbiotic and I don't think that it's fair for like for girls and women to expect the man to pay Mm -hmm. all the time because I think that that's not fair. And I'm also one of those people who my mom I grew up, my parents taught me, like, there's nothing more expensive than a free drink or a free meal because people, most of the time, will expect something out of that, Mm -hmm. and especially if you're a woman or a girl. And I think, like, that's not always the case, and that can be pretty cynical, but I think my parents laid it on thick because, one, they were kind of (laughs) conservative, and they didn't, but both my parents, like, lived far away from the parents or 
you know, didn't really have both parents growing up or like whatever. And then number two, like I went to college in New York and my parents were living in Japan. So they like were a country away from me. So they had to be very like heavy handed Mm -hmm. with like, be careful because they couldn't Mm -hmm. bail me out if I got in trouble. You know what I mean? And they wanted to protect me and make sure that I wasn't taken advantage of. And that's pretty much what my mom had told me. And like, you know, I mean, even though I had known this, like I was put, I put myself in dangerous situations sometimes, but I'm really glad they said that to me because it is true. Like I probably avoided a lot of really uncomfortable situations that my friends, like I, I said no to like free drinks that my friends said yes to, and they got put into very uncomfortable situations Mm -hmm. with men that expected things out of them because they paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars dollars in bottle service mm-hmm. and then the girls were like all right bye thanks bye and like <laughs> didn't even want to hang out with them after yeah. so I also don't think that it's fair for men to think that just because they bought you drinks like women are beholden to like or should have to speak to you you yeah. chose to buy those drinks for other people no one forced you to mm-hmm. no one put a gun to your head you decided to buy the drinks. Yeah, it's their choice. If you just asked her to buy a drink, you didn't say this drink is conditional that you have sex with me. That's implied. Yeah. If if you are like, you, well, why aren't you going to have sex with me? It's like, well, you bought me a drink, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like proportionate. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. It's tough. There's nothing more expensive than something for free. But like, not all guys are like that either. But I'm just saying, like, I think it's smarter to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Because a lot of the time people do expect things out of you. Not like a lot of times things that are for free have fine print. And not all the time you're aware of it when you accept something. And like, I come from parents like my dad was a contract lawyer. <laughs> like, He's always like, make sure you're reading the fine print before you sign something. And that's a that's a tacit contract. Like it's it's a contract. Like they're buying you a good and you are accepting it. That's a contract. So they're providing you with a service. You decided you didn't want to buy your drink for free. You chose to accept the drink. So there is a condition attached. Rarely anything has no conditions. If you don't want the conditions, you have to confirm that there are no conditions attached or just buy your own your own drink. Anyway. I feel like I'm oscillating between like really supportive and thoughtful and like bitter. <laughs> like what is happening? It's how life is. I know. <laughs> it's the balance between both. Right. Haruka and Kenny go to their friend's show. Finally, the show that everyone's been talking about forever. <laughs> Finally happening. Haruka's friend, Koru is up first. And then, dun, dun, dun. Kenny's friend who plays the ukulele is, first of all, amazing we feel the strumming oh god i want to go to a concert me too man and then boom we see his face it's baby eden kai cinnamon the og cinnamon roll from terrace house aloha state original cast with lauren he loved he had a crush on my favorite favorite cast member of all time one of my top three lauren tsai oh so cute Anyway, he, Yusuke Aizawa, is apparently friends with Kenny. And I was like, how are they friends? Kenny is a musician and he's a Gemini, so he'd make lots of friends. After the show, they realize that, oh, the Kenny and Haruka go into, like, backstage and they talk to the two people and they're all chatting and making friends. They realize that Kai, Yusuke, and Kenny have a joint event coming up on June 1st uh, because Haruka's friend asked Koru if... Yusuke is going to be playing another show before he has to leave uh, Japan again because he's based in Hawaii, I think. 
So he says, yeah, I'm going to play another event on June 1st. And then Kenny's like, oh, my God, I'm playing that event. Like, they realize it's the same place. And then uh, oh. Kenny and Haruka invite Edenkai and Kaori, Karu, Kaoru, oh, my gosh, too many Kaoru's, Kaori's, over to the house for a jam session and a roof hang. Which I hope we get to see because I think it's a cute idea. I know, it's so cute. Okay. Then Kenny and Haruka go to Soba dinner at the Okinawan restaurant called Gitsukinu Kaisha in Komozawa, which is like really close. It's kind of between where my home was and my high school. It's a huge, huge national park. They did, I think, some track events there at the last Olympics in Japan. Mm. And here, uh, Haruka takes Kenny to a place she's been going to since high school. And her, she says her family home is right around the back, which makes sense because she went to the Taiku, Taiku Daigaku Fuzoku Gakko, which is like, it's basically like the, there's a big Japanese PE university. It's like the physical education university. And that's where all of like the big um, sports people go or anyone who has anything to do with like sports or athletics goes okay. to that college. It's like an Ivy. It's basically like a Japanese Ivy, like mm-hmm. for that type for of stuff. Sports. Yep. And she went to the high school that's attached to it. That's like basically ferrets people in there. And that's right around where that park is. So that makes sense that she said like, oh, my home like growing up was right around the back. And then Kenny asks Haruka how she likes how she liked the show that they just went to. And she said she loved it. She said she loves uh, Yusuke's voice, Eden Kai, and asked him for his line info, which is basically like your messaging it's like your messenger it's kind of i use line to talk to my my family it's kind of like i'm trying to think of what it is like it's like whatsapp but like but it's like i message in there like people use that more than texting it's like texting because how texting in in japan work is like each cell phone has assigned like an email address and then you don't necessarily text someone's phone number you text someone's email address so like with line you get you don't have to like know someone's number you can sign on and it's like i'm like you know it's like skype or like icq or like whatever but Mm -hmm. you know it's the same thing anyway she says she wants to see him perform again. They both agree that he was super kakui, which is, like, really cool. Kenny says, asks Haruka if she has an image of Kenny always drinking alcohol. And Haruka says yes. And she says last time was pretty excessive. Or konaida yabakatta, which means, like, is pretty, like, yabai means, like, that was, like, intense. Like, that was pretty bad. Kenny agrees that he drank way too much. Haruka asks Kenny if he remembers anything from that night, but it's kind of a rhetorical statement, more than a question. And he says, no, not at all. He doesn't remember a single itty-bitty thing. He says, I didn't realize he was that drunk. Because yeah. you gotta said, be, like, super drunk to be that blacked out. Right. So, like, mataku Mataku means completely doesn't remember. Like, mm. he was not present. Yeah. So then she goes, And so she says, like, I wanted to bring it to your attention. And then she's like, It means, like, like, I want to, like, warn you, like, or, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I just wanted to kind of, like, warn you or, yeah. like, let you know, Bring like, because you weren't aware, if, in case you weren't aware of, like, how you were acting, because if you're drunk, like, you might not always be aware of, like, how you are. Yeah, especially if you're, yeah, blocked out. <laughs> Which is basically what she says. She's like, you might not remember because you were drunk, but you said, I don't even want to do tomorrow's show. And Kenny said, seems very remorseful. And she goes, he goes, that's the literal worst. Like, I don't remember that at all like he says like sort of which means like absolute like the worst thing i could mm-hmm. ever say and then he's she says i've seen your show and i really like what you do so to to hear you talk about your work like that felt really disheartening mm-hmm. which makes sense from coming from her because she's someone yeah. who really you know puts a lot of pride in her work 
And Kenny says, I hear you. I'm the worst. But I guess that's my soul's honest opinion. <gasps> Turn. Dude. So Haruka goes, that's your honest opinion? And then Kenny says, if we're being completely honest, I'm not completely satisfied with my current band and dissatisfied with my band at the moment because my skills haven't been growing and neither have my bandmates. Plus like, all the guys publicly. I know. Talk right? about that. <laughs> wow. Everyone in the entire world. Not <laughs> But, like, 90 countries are going to see this. Yeah, um, but, I mean, you know, fair. As plus, all the guys who started out with us are becoming more successful. I'm in the band right now feeling like there's other music I really want to make. So it feels, it all feels like a lie at the moment. And it's no fun to be at, at our shows for me anymore. Basically, and then Haruka is kind of, like, very surprised by his kind of revelation of this. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, really grateful that he, like, opened up to her in this way about this conversation and like how he's feeling. And then she said some really like great things to him, like advice wise, where she was saying like, well, maybe even if this isn't what the music right now that you're making, isn't necessarily what you want to be making, like your fans, like, you know, if you get to a certain point and you keep working at it, like maybe, you know, when you get to a certain point where you can start to make your other music or whatever, like, you know, maybe you need to give more credit to your fans because if your fans really like you, then they're going to support you no matter what. And then, you know, when you get to that point, like maybe you can make whatever you want. And like right now, you just need to make the music that will get you to that point. Yeah, which she had a really good point about. And he was just like, that's a really good way of looking at it. She's like, you know, sometimes it's not always about fun, like, you know, before it can become fun, like, you have to put a lot of work in. So, like, even though it doesn't feel like you're growing, like, maybe you are, maybe? Yeah. That's interesting. Because you're getting to a different point. Yeah. Yeah. And then they kind of just, like, leave it at that. Haruka also says, one more thing. You and Risiko were flirting really hard. Do you like her? And then he's like, yeah, I like her as a girl. And she's like, and then Haruka goes, mm-hmm. And then she just kind of, she just goes, mm Okay. And then she brings the combo back. Like, because at first he's just like, oh, really? Like, I'm sorry, my bad. But then she's like, do you like her? And he's like, yeah, I like her as like a romantic, like a girl, like not just like as a person, but like as a romantic. And basically what he's saying is like as a romantic interest. Then Haruka, very smart and wisely, brings the conversation back. She first asks him if it's okay, like if she can bring the conversation back to the original conversation. And then she says she wasn't sure about whether or not she wanted to bring it up to him, but she's glad that she did because they got to finally clear the air. And he was really thankful about like, you know, her sharing like things that he might not have been able to say and like being able to have this conversation with someone in the house and she's like and now you're back to the kakui kenny-kun in my eyes like she's like now you're back to being like she was like at first i was like i don't know how i feel about you Mm -hmm. but now you're like back to like the shiny sparkly like i'm so like into you like you look really cool and like you're cool again to me and she's like you're back in my good graces and he's like yay then comes the big moment of truth (laughs) time for the check the check comes along and kenny takes the check and pays for their 100 meal and she says well i'll buy you coffee next time bringing her circle from the beginning of the episode back to a full one full circle so basically now we know at the beginning of the episode he wasn't sure how she felt about him then they find out like he then we find out that he's now romantically kind of interested she's unsure about what he feels they have this conversation we pays for her, her meal, and like now, they're back to being good, or so we think. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. 
How do you think that Haruka ended up handling this situation? Do you think that she took Kari's advice about her delivery? Oh, right, because Kori and Haruka, she says she wants to bring it up to him, and Kori says, like, maybe you should watch your delivery? Mm-hmm. How do you think this helped or hindered? Like, do you think, like, Kari's advice helped her in how she brought it up? Yes. Because I think she handled it delicately by being like, first of all, do you even remember? You right. know, because that laid a baseline. Right. You know, and he's like, no, I don't. And then I thought she was very gently like, well, this is what you said, and this is why it kind of bothered me. Can you elaborate on that? Right. And, and she, I and thought that time, was handled really well. And this time she actually asked him. She's yeah. like, can I bring it up? Like, do you yeah. mind if you talk about it? Like, are you sure you want me to say this? Like, are you sure you want me to tell you what I think? Like, yeah, I thought that was really thoughtful because it's like sometimes people give you their thoughts or opinions or their advice without even like when before they're even asked for. And yeah, it's, if it's unwarranted. Like, right. that. it's like they're like, well, I think you should do this. And I'm like, well, I didn't ask you what mm-hmm. you think I should do. I just you asked how I was doing. So I shared how I was doing and then you gave me your opinion or like what you think I should do. And I never asked you to tell me what you think I should do. I'm totally fine. So maybe I will just stop telling you how I feel because I don't need you to tell me anything. I, I, yeah, I don't need your I don't opinion. You like I want to share with you, but like I want to share with you without you judging me. Yeah. Like, which I think is fair. It's hard to do. It's not easy. So mm-hmm. I thought that was very that was growth um, yeah. for her. Yeah, and I thought she did it well, and I thought it was good that she had seeked out Corey's advice because who knows if she had if, if which way she would have delivered right how, how this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I, it could have been a very very different one, but I thought it worked out because it allowed him to open up and it allowed her to kind of I feel like get the justification, the closure from what she was feeling that I think she needed from that previous conversation. I think that's fair. Okay, and also. I guess this is like kind of like a two prong thing. And do you think Kenny would ever have even opened up about how he was feeling about his band and like his music if Haruka hadn't brought up his comment? No, I I mean, I think we've seen that Kenny has trouble opening up and he doesn't really express how he's feeling with anyone else. So, no, I don't think that he would have ever opened up, but I'm glad that she did bring it up. Because I think that opened the door for him to share what he was feeling. Because he could have just been like, oh, like, I was drunk, whatever. Like, I didn't mean that type of thing. But he was like, honestly, like, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not 100% okay. And here's why. Which I think was really good on his part. Like, I think it was really, really nice to see. Like, oh, you know, it's everything's not picture perfect. Right. You know, there are things that you're worried about. I felt like this was huge growth. Yeah. Like too for Kenny like because like the whole thing was like he just never it would have been so easy for him to be like oh no 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 I was so sorry like I was just lying yeah I was just drunk like it's never slip of the tongue right because he hasn't really until this point been very upfront or he's kind of always shied away from like saying what he truly thinks or like he's been kind of a little bit more of an observer and not so much like sharing his own opinion about things and I feel like this was the the first time we really got to know like what Kenny actually thinks yeah in the beginning of the episode or the beginning of the season there's no way he would have opened up like this like if they had asked this in the beginning he hadn't so this really shows growth on his part because no i think he would not have been ready to share and this has been i think by this point they've they've at this point they would have seen the second episode where they would have been on because last week they watched the first episode they were Mm -hmm. on so like now at this point they've seen two episodes of themselves on the show so like i think like you can you're finally starting to see a little bit of 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 beginnings of growth if anything yeah um 
which it's really cool to see like how it's it's interesting to see how how quickly certain people adapt and like realize or decide they need a change versus how other people decide which actually reminds me of like going into this next segment we're going to talk about i kind of thought like what Corey says is kind of out of the blue but it kind of makes sense like now that it comes back up because they're watching these episodes where they had this episode two is a tempura incident so it makes sense that she was just like you know like she's referencing the tempura yeah. incident again i was like oh because they probably just watched it so that's probably mm-hmm. why it came back up and i was like they literally just talked like they keep talking about this Not over and over and over yeah it's, it's like, seven well, episodes they talked about it like four times right anyway going back to the previous conversation um do you think having tough conversations like this on dates early on in the dating process can help the progression of a relationship or do you think that it stops like it doesn't help for me i think it helps because it allows you to open up and really get to know a person right versus Because I feel like, you know, if you're in a group setting, it's hard to get to know someone. And you finally Mm -hmm. get someone in a more personal, you know, intimate setting where you can finally connect to be close. And if you don't open up, I think that hinders. So I think what this conversation they're having and how he answered, I think, really progresses their relationship. Because honestly, if he hadn't answered it, if he had kind of shied away from it, I think Haruka would have been like, all right, I'm done. This didn't close the door on that. So I think I think it's right. important, at least, you know, and, and if you think back to like my experiences dating, I, I think these conversations are very important to me. Right. Uh, I always want to open up to someone and I would hope that someone would open up to me in return. So it's important. I agree. I think that that's fair. And I think like, yes, this is a second date, but like they are living with each other. So it's not like they're exactly strangers, strangers anymore. By now. Yeah. But like it's kind of like what Kenny was saying at the beginning of the episode where he said to Risiko how when she was like, Well, how do you feel about Haruka? And he was like, Well, when we first went on the on our first outing together, it we had only really been in the house for like a couple weeks. Like it, mm-hmm. it, I didn't really know her. So yeah, like didn't really spend much time. The yet. tone of that of that conversation where it was just like kind of like dead where she kept trying to bring up, like, a new topic of conversation. He was just kind of, like, dud. Like, yeah. dud. And it was just not landing. And it was just, like, eh. But then at this point, like, you can kind of see, like, he's saying, like, I don't feel that way anymore. Like, I'm kind of interested. So, like, it feels like he's, like, tapped in. So, like, he made a conscious choice to participate in the conversation and open up. And, like, because he made that choice to, instead of, take the easy way out and be like well no i'm fine i'm i'm uh, he opened up and he was vulnerable and he was like you know what maybe that is my soul's true emotion and he didn't he mm-hmm. and knowing how, who haruka is he took a chance because he mm-hmm. haruka has already said like that really turned me off like yep. i don't like it and then he didn't have he didn't have to explain himself like whatever but he was just like well i want like i'm gonna be open i'm gonna be vulnerable and i'm gonna mm-hmm. show her why i why i meant what i meant what i mean by what i say yeah like I always respect people who can say what they mean and mean what they say. And I think, like, even though you might not understand, like, what someone says, if they, if they, if someone truly means what they say and says what they mean, like, when they explain it to you, like, you're like, oh, it's not like they owe you an explanation or anything. But in order for you to have a relationship with someone, I guess you kind of do have to trust that they will let you in. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and in order to do that, like, you have to let them in, too. And yeah. it's really hard. Agreed. Saying that I'm just having like a lot of like realizations, like rocks like dropping onto me. <laughs> like, 
it's like oh crap i'm like done 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 i was like well in order for people to like help me i need to let them in frick like oh Oh, that's not how it works oh Oh, damn wait (laughs) i have to let them in shoot just kidding so getting towards the end uh shohei and Corey talk about how he had gotten into golf since that day with haruka which i thought was really interesting remember because it was people who live in the house yeah (laughs) like any reason going haruka yeah like interesting but Corey, the main thing that she kind of talked to Shoei about is that she feels like she's stuck in the middle, which she's expressed multiple times in the season thus far, is that she definitely feels like she is stuck because people confide in her. So she wanted to kind of help the piece when Haruka expressed, when they were on the rooftop, when Haruka expressed that she wanted to ask Kenny out but felt weird doing it in front of Risiko. So Corey took the initiative. You know, Haruka didn't ask her to do this. Corey ushered Risiko downstairs to give Haruka the opportunity. You know, I think she felt like it would have been better to do it not in front of her. So she was like, all right, let me just help her out and uh, help Haruka out and get Risiko out of there. And Shohei, adding on to that, says that women have to be sensitive to other people's feelings, which was a very interesting comment. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) You know, that was kind of his his outside perspective. Corey still feels stuck because everyone does confide in her. So she says that she absorbs everything like a sponge. She takes things in, but she doesn't really express herself right. much. And so she does say that she's waiting for Haruka to realize that I don't listen. Or I listen, but don't offer much back. And then she'll toss me aside. But then later adds, I just try to give nonchalant feedback and not get too involved. But my opinion seeing that is that she definitely did get involved on that situation on the right. rooftop. And I do it's think not a good Corey look. does <laughs> offer much back. Like, you know, Corey says that she's, you know, being nonchalant. I think she's downplaying that. I think Corey Thanks does so. get involved. She does give Haruka advice. And I think her that's why Haruka continues to confide in her. So I, th- I think Corey may think that she's not being involved. I believe right. that she is. So I guess my question is, do you agree with Shohei when he says that women have to be more sensitive with each other's feelings? What are your, what's your viewpoint on that? I think, like, like when I'm rereading this, I'm, I'm remembering, like, how he said it. And I remember, like, him, I think this was, like, in a response to, like, it's not like, oh, like, women need to be sensitive to each other's feelings. I think it was more like a reaction, like, wow. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that, like, women really need to be this sensitive about, like, yeah. how other people are, other women are feeling. Like, yeah. Because this is, like, intense. Like, yeah. he was just like, that's a lot. He's like, well, the women had to, like, think about this. Like, it was right. a lot that they had to consider with this. Because, like, he's just like, what do you mean, like, us guys don't give a shit? Like, it's like if like... there was a guy, we'd probably just ask them out in front of everyone. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you want to go out? Okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah. It's just kind of like. he did that in the beginning. You right, know, like... literally. He's just like, I'm into you. Yeah. Which we'll see again, like, later on, but. I mean, I agree. Like, I think, like, and I think maybe even more so in Japan than in other places. I think in any situation, there are a lot of girls are complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to an all girls school growing up, like, mostly. So, like, I've been around a lot of girls, especially in Japan. Not that that's, like, any different, but, like, I think that there's, I feel like if you've watched Japanese movies about Japanese high schools, like, you'll see how how intense bullying in Japan can be. 
especially between girls like mm-hmm. I mean part of the pop culture is like well in Japan because you switch shoes from outdoor shoes to indoor shoes so when you go to like a high school like when you go into school like there's a place where you take your shoes off and you put them in a little locker and then you switch your indoor shoes out mm-hmm. and you wear those when you're inside school and then like so a lot of big movies and manga and anime and cartoon anyone who's like watched and like a significant like more than one even if it's just one will like recognize this but a lot of like there will be a lot of characters who are being bullied at school and some of the things that get done to them are their indoor shoes get drenched in water or they get put thumbtacks in their indoor shoes and then they put them on and then their feet get all bloody and then their indoor shoes are usually plain white and like you're not supposed to get them dirty inside the school so then it's like it's part of like this whole thing of like bullying Mm -hmm. and like girl bullying is really tough like in japan like i used to get notes in my locker telling me that i should go kill myself and like that was normal like i mean not normal but like that's like kind of how girl bullying yeah i mean i guess maybe because i was bullied i'm like it's normal because like i mean i watched it on tv like that's how we learned it is we watched like high school like you know like gossip girl Mm -hmm. type shows doing it and like every single show did that yeah so it's just kind of like this thing like it gets to a point where it's like how much of this is what we learned from watching it and how much of it is on tv because it's happening in real life you know it's like oh yeah disgusting cycle so i kind of get it like sometimes girls can be complicated and like when you live in a house and when you throw in like feelings into the mix it can be even more complicated so i and then you're all living together mm-hmm. <laughs> with each other girls who like the guy with the guy that they both like so like yeah, there's more so a mix many, of emotions i don't think that women should have to be more sensitive with other women I think that that's kind of stereotypical. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's not necessarily like women have to be so sensitive. I think people have to be really sensitive. And I think the difference is that women are a little bit more consciously aware of emotional work. Because especially in a country where there are still more classically societal gender roles when it comes to like women are supposed to do this and men are supposed to do that like it's not as much as it was before but comparatively to the states they're still a little bit more behind so Mm -hmm. I think that also influences a little bit and like traditionally women are considered you know in the nuclear family to be more in charge of the emotional heavy work whereas the men are typically you know stereotypically considered gender typically I guess is probably more accurate than stereotypically but gender typically in society are considered to be the breadwinner or like the person who does the logical rational work of the family as and like the financial obligation Mm -hmm. whereas the woman comes in and she is the nurturer she is the educator she is the person who raises the children she is the one who teaches people how to be emotional like you know so like I think that in that sense, like, I think now men are a lot more aware than they used to be. But I think that it's, like, something that maybe men in Japan are still kind of learning comparatively. Yeah. So they're not, they're like, wow. Like, sometimes women do require a lot more maintenance or, like, hand-holding. But that's probably just because women are a lot more aware of, like, how the other person is feeling because they're more in touch with their emotions. Not to say that there aren't men who are in touch with their emotions. There are it's just 
men are raised or conditioned to think that having emotions or expressing emotions isn't manly or isn't allowed or isn't frowned upon. So they don't typically like lead with that. So I think that it's just something that is more just something that women are a little bit more conscious of the fact that like when you're in a fight with someone, you worry about the other person in in addition to yourself. Maybe not all women, but a lot of them. Yeah. Men and women show their sensitivity differently. Yeah. I think they're both sensitive, but they show it differently. So I think Shohei might have been surprised by the way that the women in the house handled their sensitivity. Yeah. And I think because there's three different women, too, like, it's just very – and there's each different sensitivities. And, like, that proves, like, wow, there's – women are not all the same, which is true. They're not all the same. Just yeah, like so men they're going to handle the their sensitivity differently. And how does that dynamic affect, yeah. you know, how you make decisions and how you handle other people's sensitivities along with your own? Right. Because we have three girls in the house who are very different, very yeah. different women. Just femmes are, they're very different. Like they handle different things differently. They hang out with people differently. The way that they live their life is very different. Like their philosophy of life is different. So it just makes a lot of sense. I think. And I think it's fair, but I think it's a little gendered for him to say that women have to be more sensitive with each other's feelings. I think that women are just more aware of of how other people are feeling and more conscious of it at any given time Mm -hmm. when they're in like in 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 their relationship as opposed to like maybe it's maybe i think i think men are thinking about it but in for women it's more of the forefront of the situation Mm. as opposed to like this matter of hand like if i'm in a in an argument or like in a disagreement with like a like a significant other a romantic partner or like a friend or business partner like even if i'm saying if i believe what i'm saying is fair and like rational and like what the other person is saying isn't necessarily correct like there is this irrational part of me that just wants to apologize to make things better yeah (laughs) because it would just be easier if i yeah but then like I'm dealing with that in therapy now where it's like you can't do that like because yeah, you can't just that hide from that or yeah yeah and it's not to make the problem to subside in that way yeah, and your relationships should be like a two-way street it shouldn't always be one person accommodating the other person like yeah, it's absolutely. not fair what do you think so yeah I, I agree with everything you had to say and I think I can I can see where he's coming from because I don't think that Shohei is necessarily a super sensitive person so that's just kind of the vibe I get. And so I think he was surprised by the way that they handled handled that. So I think that's kind of where that was stemming from for him. But no, I, I agree with everything that you had to say about it. I think I can't remember. I'm trying to like I'm looking at my phone on my phone. I'm like, what was Shohei again? Shohei's a Libra. So that makes a lot of sense. Like he's very fair. Like Libra is like the judge. Yeah. Know? He's just very fair. And, like, not – I feel like it's very unemotional. Like, yeah. he's very rational. So very unemotional sense. and very, like, non yeah. And, like, as someone who's a Libra, like, a Libra is typically able to see both sides of a situation a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think he is, he's able to see, like, all sides of the situation maybe. So, like, to him, he's just like, wow, like, I didn't realize that there's, like, all these emotions attached yeah. to every to single planning. action here. Like, yeah. I didn't realize there's a lot of this emotion stuff that's going on. Um, <laughs> Yeah. All of this at once, I think, caught him off guard. Right. And, like, I think, where does it say, Kaori's a cancer. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. She's actually a double cancer, so she's a cancer, cancer Aries. So it's, like, she has a lot of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, you're a cancer. Like, she's just very concerned about 
that and Haruka is an Aries. So she's like Caden or like, you know, other very like fiery rams. Like they're mm-hmm. like a sheep. Caden is our friend, a thousand books to read. She she's an Aries. So like, and she's an Aries, Sagittarius, Sagittarius. So that's someone who's very like who knows what they like and like, yeah. So it's just it's different. Like very that's also emotional too. Like yeah. you're an emotional person. You're just very mm-hmm. strong and like know what you like. And then I think like those are very emotionally strong people. And then Risiko is a Capricorn, so she's very like assured and like knows what's going on and I'm like a double Capricorn she's like a hard worker but you know and she's also very reserved and like not so upfront about her feelings and kind of secret so that makes a lot of sense to me that like they're more like I don't understand why there's all these emotions and then like Haruka and Kori are very emotional people so they're just like well I'm very fiery and the other one's like well I'm very like watery and emotional (laughs) (laughs) that they kind of like balance each other out like water and fire so later in the episode, Corey's talking to Risiko and Kenny about Shohei, and she wants to bring up the tempura incident discussion back up with him, which was basically just a discussion about careers and having different uh, interests and how that kind of affects your hobbies and your careers. She wants to share that she thinks it's good to have different interests relating to careers, but for him, it's starting to seem more like college clubs or hobbies. She right. is asking for their opinion because she's nervous that he won't like her bringing it back up. But Risiko and Kenny tell her to go for it. So my question is, how do you think Shohei will react? Or what do you think about her bringing this career discussion up again? Because right. earlier when you had mentioned that they probably watch episode two, that's yeah. when that considered, like, that's when I started considering. Yeah. Because the whole time I was like, why is she bringing this back Literally, up? Literally, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I was like, he already talked about it with Haruka. He's talked about it with his boss. He's talked about it with the group that I was like, all right, at this point, like, I can see why he's getting annoyed with this conversation. I'm getting annoyed with this conversation. Yeah, exactly. So in my head, I was like, why is she bringing this up again? I was like, but then if you think about it, she didn't really insert any input into the discussion. Yeah, she just kind of listened, you know, and let Haruka and him go at it. And so I think she now is like, oh, like, I wish I could have actually had a discussion with him about it. And so I think she was having some regrets so what do you what do you kind of think about that about her bringing this up I feel like one of the themes of this episode is like Corey finally finding her voice (laughs) yeah yeah and being less spongy and actually giving in yeah expressing herself she's she's a self-professed sponge yeah but like you know She's she's like I, I I wrote like drama sponge full absorption. <laughs> like my favorite things that I like called her. Like which I think is very accurate. Like yeah. it's like a great movie title. Like you cut like a you know how like in movies sometimes like or have you seen The Holiday with Kate Winslet and Ooh, I've um, not seen Aaron that. Diaz? Oh my god, and Jack Black and oh Jude Law. Ooh, oh my god, you have to watch this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It's like a Christmas rom-com Kate Winslet is is like a publisher editor and editor at a publishing house and uh, Kate uh, Cameron Diaz is like uh, she cuts trailers in in Hollywood she's Mm. like a trailer editor or producer or whatever and um, they decide to put their something something happens to each of them and they decide to like they want to go on a trip for Christmas and they want to switch. So they switch houses. So they trade houses for like the Christmas holiday and it's called the holiday. It's literally so good. I can't believe you haven't seen it. You would love this movie. So <laughs> Sounds like totally my alley. Like, I'll have favorite, to watch it. Like, Christmas rom-com. Like, Ooh. oh my God, it's fantastic. 
I love it so much. Anyway, like I was thinking, you know, well, I guess not just in that, but like any, like in some movies, like, you know, how like they'll make it seem like the main character of the movie is like starring in their own film. And then Mm -hmm. they they start like having the movie phone, like the trailer guy, like do a trailer voice over it and they cut certain scenes of that person's life. I feel like it's like, this is like, you could do that with, with Corey here. Like finally expressing yourself. Drama sponge. Full absorption. I'm just like, I don't know if it's like very like dramatic, but like, I just feel like dun dun, like (laughs) drama sponge, full absorption out this summer 2020. (laughs) So funny. I just couldn't. It just made me laugh. But then like, as we were talking about this, I was like, well, yeah, it's like really growth. And I was like, yeah, if you think about it, like they would have watched the second episode this Mm -hmm. week. And I was like, oh, that was the Tempura episode. That's I thought about being brought up again. I was like Tempura Shmempuro, Tempura episode. Oh, that means they just watched it. Oh, now yes. that makes sense. Because like yep. literally until this moment, I was like, I don't understand why she's bringing it up. Yeah. Like, is she finding her voice? Is like that what she is? She's like, once she is now like stated how she feels, she can't stop. And it's like, yeah. and I was like, I'm going? getting annoyed with her. I'm like, poor Shohei. Like everyone just keeps asking about it. I was like, oh my God. You cannot bring this up again. But everyone else like, yeah, go for it. Talk to him about it. It's whatever. Especially because in the beginning, she, begin, beginion, her beginning, her beginning opinion. Her begin- that's a new word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like beginning opinion. It's so weird. Anyway, her beginning opinion was like so like wish not wishy-washy but she was like i don't know like, whatever like and then she's like just it sounds like she's just like well this is what i think. And then she's just like, okay, well, everyone else decided they felt that way two weeks ago. Like, yeah. And I guess if you think about it, she hasn't also seen, like, the separate conversations that Haruka has had with him outside. Even though Haruka has referenced them to Kaori, like, after. But, I mean, it's just, it, I just. Uh, she was sponging. She was absorbing it, but wasn't inputting. Right. Which so, I, mean, I think fair. this is her wanting to put her own input, put her own thing, have a conversation. To be honest, I am a, I am a spongy I am, I am, I tend to be Corey. I think, like, the yeah, reason me too. Thing, like, say that is, like, I am such a Corey. Like, I am a drama sponge. Like, if, not a drama sponge in a per se, but, like, if stuff is happening around me, I, like, clam up like a possum, and then I'm just, like, I freeze, and I'm, like, ah, like a deer in headlights, and then I'm, Yeah, just, like, I'm more of, like, a listener. Like, I'm definitely a sponge, where right. I'm, like, I'll just kind of observe what's happening, and, like, I'm, like her, like, I'm not usually one to put input. Right. And I have like elephant memory when it comes to this stuff. Like I remember like very like when it comes to like things that don't not like necessarily like don't matter. But like when it's like I, I always used to say this and be like, I can't understand why I can't remember like all the things I need to remember for my exams. But like I can somehow remember like the most random thing that happened on like last week's Kardashians. <laughs> I don't even I haven't watched Kardashians in like over 20 years. Like, I mean, I haven't watched it since like the beginning when I used to watch it, like, for a year, and then I was, like, mm, not into this anymore, and I stopped watching <laughs> Like, I literally haven't watched it for years. Yeah, we all had that phase. Yeah, like, I know what happened with them if someone asked me. I'd like, be like, oh, yeah, like, that's what happened. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yep, they were in Mexico recently, and I'm like, wait, how did that? Like, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. like, but regardless of the fact, I think, like, what Kenny said about Shohei was pretty fair, and that he was like, like she, he was basically was saying like, I don't, you, I think you need to give Shohei like a lot more credit. Like I, he's not the type of person who would like be affected, I guess it by yeah. by someone saying that. Agreed. Like he wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be like 
because she was like i don't want him to like sh- like shut her shut me out yeah like, like get annoyed and kind of drop right. her and like yeah shut it, I, like it's really funny i just realized when i watched this episode it's I use this metaphor a lot and like, and everyone always just like, that's such a good metaphor. And I was like, is it? And then I was like, where did I go? I was like, I don't know where I, where I got this image from, but it, it, it starts, it kind of gums from this, which she like kind of made this gesture of like, fall, like a wall falling down. And like, t- and I describe this a lot as, and you know how like certain stores, like they shut like the, like when it's like a store or anything, or there's like a metal kind of like door that you shut so that and then you lock at the bottom and it's kind of like this metal thing that doesn't allow you to go to a shop it's not like bars but it's like a metal I really don't know how to describe it I guess I don't know it's like a fencing like it blocks you out it's like stainless steel and then there's usually like a little I guess I'll post a photo on like the Twitter or whatever to say what I mean but like I usually call it like a shutter like and I'll just be like shut and I'd be like I closed for business it's like one of those things that stores like in Manhattan sometimes will do like maybe I guess they'll shut it out and they'll just be like we're closed so you can't mm-hmm. even get in through the door it's like not just the glass of the door it's like there's bars outside of the glass that are mm-hmm. shut I guess it happens a lot to like jewelry stores and stuff like that so people can't break the glass and get inside yeah. it's like expensive stuff yeah yeah so it's like it's just like a level of security where it's like they've shut this like shutter down and I use I call it that like where it comes to a point where some people shut down so much like visibly to a point where you can see like their face like you can see it on their face that like literally like they're no longer there like something has clicked inside them where it's like a switch went off and they're no longer home and they're just like they're just like "Uh uh-huh 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 until the conversation's done so they can leave like where she's like, I don't want him to do that to me. Yeah. Where he just like shuts down and he's like, Nope, you're no longer welcome in this establishment. Yeah. Like you have been blacklisted. Your photo is like, it's like you stole something and we caught you and you're no longer welcome in this house. Ha- you this are a terrible human. Yeah. And your photo is in the back where the all the employees work and they all know that when that and it's there so that anytime anyone sees you, they know you're not welcome to throw you out. Like it's like that, where it's just like that level of like. It's not even the fact that, like, they don't want to, so like, they just don't want to associate with you to the point where they literally, like, you're no longer welcome and in their space. And she's like, I don't want him to feel that way. Like, that is the last thing I want from him. Mm-hmm. It just, like, shows you, like, how much she cares. She's like, I really don't want him want to hate them. me. Yeah. She's like, I just don't want him to hate me. Like, but she's like, I feel like, I think, like, she felt maybe that she felt kind of like she never really said what she kind of felt even though maybe she felt a specific way and she was just like I think I need to get that across because if he's someone that I'm going to be interested in romantically I feel like I need to bring this up or else it's going to and have this conversation at this point yeah Yeah. because if it's someone that you're just like friendly with that you're like not interested in like romantically I don't think it's important it's like it's like well what does it matter to you like because this is like their values if like it's my life it's my work like I'm not a, I'm not hurting anyone. It's kind yeah. of like his position about it. And then she's just like, I get that. But as someone who like wants to date you and like possibly like start a life with you, like if we do, if this ends up becoming something serious, like it will affect me. Mm-hmm. So like obviously like I want to tell you where I stand because if we're if it's not even gonna if we're fundamentally not going to have the same value on this, then we shouldn't even begin dating because we might as well be better off as friends. Yep. Right. I so I think her. that's why she wanted to bring that up. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, she's valid to be hesitant in it, but I think it's important 
she felt that it was important for herself to share. So right. I don't think, honestly, I agree with Kenny. I don't think that Shohei is going to care like about her bringing it up. But I think that her bringing it up now, she is taking a risk yeah. by bringing it up because she is going to risk him being like, oh my God, this is so annoying. Like, yeah. I'm not going to deal with you anymore. Because, like, because him bringing this up, like, she might be like of the position where she's like, oh, like, I am romantically interested in you, which is why I want to talk to you about this, because this is a deal breaker for me. And then to him, he's just like, like, I don't understand why I have to deal with this again. Like three weeks later, like, I don't understand why we're still talking about this. Which like, is why she was nervous about bringing it right. up in the first which place. Which makes sense because she's because she's she is taking a risk. I think that it's fair for her be, for her to be nervous Agreed. because she doesn't know how he's going to react. And at the end of the day, like Kenny will say, I don't think that that's how he's going to react. But he doesn't know unless and she's not going to know until she does it. So mm-hmm. You know, it's like whether or not she's going to do it. But it's something now. that she's thinking about and right. you know, we're aware and, of that. And, and she has support. And I think I think it's important. I think like I think this is something that you should ask. And yeah. I think if I think if sharing your you values do- is important with someone that you're potentially dating. Right. And the thing is, the fact that it it has been this much time and she's still like, I want to talk to him about it means that it still bothers her, mm-hmm. which means that it's a deal breaker, which means it's important, which means yeah. she needs to talk about it. So, it's good uh, yeah, I think like at, at that point, I think you need to sit and like ask yourself, like, why is this still bothering me? And if it is still bothering you, then I think it's something that clearly needs to be addressed, which means you should bring it up. Like, I think that's, like, a good gauge. So, I think regardless of whether or not she should bring it up, I think she has to. Because Mm -hmm. it clearly is affecting her. So, unless she does and they talk about it, this relationship can't go anywhere further than just being friends. I think it's also going to affect their friendship, too, if they don't discuss it. So, Mm -hmm. I think it's just, I think she has to. I hope she does. And I will be curious to see if she does bring it up to him and how that conversation ends up going and how he kind of reacts to this. Right. I have a feeling he'll react well, but I hope he does. I literally don't remember how he reacts. Like, I do too. Like, I hope he actually engages in the conversation and listens to what she has to say and they bond over it. Right. Versus it being more, you know, feeling like he's being attacked. Yeah. I kind of like being like 30 episodes ahead because I I actually don't really remember what (laughs) happened. Because so much happens in between them. Right. I And I'm, like, so many mem- – like, I'm a, not, like, so many members ahead, but, like, there are a lot of, like, new people now that I've gotten used to, and, like, I watch other content and other shows, so, like – it's nice to like watch these again. I'm like, oh wow. So like sometimes I like I actually am talking on this with like, oh right, because I don't remember what. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I'm hard like, to remember everything. And like I said, like so much happens from now to where you're at, where there's different oh, people and stuff like that. So oh. it was almost like you're watching it with fresh eyes in a way. Oh, God. You're kind it's- of like reinserting yourself yeah and plus I, I catch things like it's like watching a movie that you like a couple times like you don't I feel like the first time I'm like I'm not I'm watching like through my fingers too so I'm like ah, I can't but like the second mm-hmm. time I already know what happens so like I'm not as stressed out watching it so I pay more attention to like small things mm-hmm. so I pick up a lot of stuff I, I missed the first time mm-hmm. which is nice and hindsight is always helpful because then you're like oh well that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I thought that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is, I makes sense. Like, she just, he was never interested in her. Like, it's just like, like, right. <laughs> now I see this. <laughs> so then at the end of the episode, Shohei and Ruka meet up. Ruka comes back. Finally, I missed him this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm crazy. Him. 
I like, forgot I can't believe... that he was gone. Yeah, because, like... like, the last few episodes, we spent so much time with him that this Seriously. episode, like, I felt the lack of his presence. And mm-hmm. I was really excited to... I was like, ugh, I need, I need, like... So, I feel like, you know, how um, Shakespearean plays have, like, the bard and things for, like, comic relief. Like, the mm-hmm. gender and things. Yeah. And, like, I feel like, not to say that Ruka is comic relief, but, like, sometimes you just need, like, a cinnamon roll to, like, yeah. take you away from the drama. Like, yeah, just... exactly. Like, he's just there and he's just pleasant. Turmoil. And I'd really missed him, but he's so sweet. He just starts talking, and he is really excited to ask Shohei about something. He gets a little flushed, and he just seems a little nervous. And Shohei's kind of like, "Why don't you ask me now?" And he's like, "No, no, no. we're gonna wait. We'll wait till tomorrow." The and fact that in my head, flushed. I'm like, "What is he doing?" I'm like, "What is he plotting?" And so finally, the next day, they go, and uh, him and Shohei kind of catch up, and. Ruka asks Shohei if he still cares for Corey. Shohei says that he doesn't feel that romantically about her, which, you know, kind of surprised me. Um, I wonder if Shohei maybe is interested in her Ruka, you know, after the whole golf thing. Right, right, but right. I thought, I was like, Ruka? I was like, no way, no way. And I know, sure out of left field. Yeah, I was like, what? Um, Ruka expresses that he's a bit interested in Corey now. He admires seeing her career flourish and he isn't so sure about Risiko and Haruka now. Like, that was really interesting to me. He says something about Kuroi that I thought was so sweet. He says that Kori feels different to me than the two of them. It's so cool what she does. She's a type of person that I like to see how her life unfolds in the future. He shows that he really admires her and is paying attention to her work. And is now feeling maybe a little bit more romantic about her, which I thought was really, really sweet. Definitely caught me by surprise, for sure. I still feel like he would still be interested in Haruka. I don't believe him when he says he's not interested in either of them. I think Risiko is kind of done. I think that one is just a platonic friendship. Yeah. I still kind of feel like he could be still interested in Haruka. Um, but I And I liked, you know, that he was asking Shohei, you know, because the two of them are close, where he's like, all right, man, is this cool? And right. Shohei sure enough tells Ruka to go ahead and not worry about him. So that right. kind of sealed the deal and was like, you do you, man. I give you yeah. blessing. Well, that was really cute. I love how he was like, I've been gone for two nights for two nights and three days. And like, I've thought a lot. And like now I'm yeah. in a different place. Yeah, and it was like, like, oh, baby. Epiphany. <laughs> it was epiphany oh, about Corey that he was so excited to share. He's like, this is I'm so excited to share this. I was like, what is your new truth, baby? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm so curious to hear it. I'm like, okay, let's just date every single girl. Oh my god, I kind of want to make like a song called Baby Ruka, like um, kind of like in a in the in the vein of Weird Weird Al Yankovic, but like yeah. the tune of Baby Beluga. Like it should be Baby Baby Cinema Roll Ruka or something. I don't know. I feel like we need to make this happen. Yeah. we need a theme song for him. We'll make Ruka a theme song. Like theme play it every adventures. time we talk yeah. about him. Like da-da! we'll be like da-da! Ruka. I- so funny <laughs> um, our hero hero from left center right or like whatever, i don't know stage left <laughs> it was so random but it was yeah really- it was but i missed him and it kind of shares what he's thinking about and sure enough that's yeah. uh how we end this yeah, episode i feel like though we should have kind of like known at the point where he got all flushed and like red in the face about like the fact that this conversation probably had to do with girls <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I figured it did, but I totally thought that he'd come up with this, like, big old elaborate plan to, like, ask Haruka out. Right, like, right, That's right. what I thought it was. Like, I was like, he had it down to a T. Mm-hmm. He was going to act on it. He was going to do this and this and that. She's going to, like, that's what I thought it was about to be. I was yeah. like, oh, that's not what it was. He was asking for permission to pursue Corey. I was like, oh. I was that like, was a change, uh, but respect. Yeah, that was always, like, something huge. I was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. um, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. The, like, I want to watch her flourish, and I want, like, I don't know what it is about her, but, like, I want to support her and be by her side and, like, That's be her person, which I think is cute. It's very, like, traditionally gender role yeah. female. It was very cute. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's it for this week, huh? episode seven yeah we did it it's nice we're done so now is the point in the program where we discuss or you can find us on social media <laughs> so caitlin where can we find you on social media i'm pretty easy i got twitter instagram and youtube at big screen books where i talk about books movies comics pop culture all that jazzy uh, entertainment stuff jazzy jazz and what's your website again uh, CaitlinFoster.com. Awesome. You can find me, Michelle, on Twitter and Instagram at tediously underscore brief. If you don't know how to spell it, you can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I could just spell it for you, but it's GTS. Yeah. Um, anyway. That shiz. Yeah, exactly. GTS. It's like <laughs> GTL, but like better because it's yeah. actually helpful. <laughs> and then you can find my bookstagram where I talk about all my pop culture things at Traveling Book Nerds with an S, all one word. And as per usual, you can find Tara Stout in all the places. We will soon have, plan- we're planning a lot of cool, fun content. Coming up, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking a little bit about people's astrology. Oh, that's a hint. Wink, wink. I did a lot of, like, work this weekend that was to do with that. Yeah. Because you know me, I like astrology and birth charts, and I've been talking yeah, about how we mood. Caitlin's chart, wink, wink. Talk about everyone's charts, <laughs> what they mean. And, yeah, when we have a little thing where we're going extra content. We'll we'll be we'll be doing that. So if, if extra content is exciting for you, then ask us what's going on with that. Anyway, stay tuned. So we had so much fun talking with y'all this week, and we hope that y'all are staying safe and washing your hands. And you know what? If you need a 20-second clip to wash your hands to, you can listen to our intro or listen yeah. to this podcast and wash your hands to that. Stay safe, and we'll see you for episode eight. Bye, guys. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Jack again, just popping in to let you know where you can find us and listen to us on the interwebs. So like every podcast in the world, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, but you can also find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, and so many others. Whatever your favorite provider is, you will be able to find Terrorist Out Podcast. If there's somewhere that we are not, please be sure to email us and let us know so we can submit and get us on there because we want to cover all of the spots. And you can find us at terroristout at gmail.com. And while you are going down the list of all of these wonderful distribution platforms for Terrorist Out, be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts slash iTunes 
to rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the show thus far. We absolutely would appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time. And be sure to DM us your comments, questions, and opinions over on the Twitter and Instagram at Terrorist Out. 